15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh. Inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive. Teaching him he can be anything. All you. And your dreams for tomorrow. You'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen. They are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. On this episode of DC On Screen, Joker's final box office numbers, the new Matt Reeves Batmobile and why they might be skewing closer to the 1966 Batman series, plus our JSA Black Adam pitches, and then we get real deep on DCCW shows. Believe it or not, that's nowhere near everything we talk about. Also, Jason's not here this week, but don't worry, I called in some backup in triplicate. All that right after these words from our mystery sponsor. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico, because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. One, two, three. That sounded totally in sync. (laughs) It looks so ugly on the waveform. (laughs) I don't care. I know. It's easier than counting down with four people with different delays. Like, I've tried that the first time. Didn't didn't go well for my brain. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I can't do it. I can't. I it don't was know. your idea track, back It's going to be everything. Yeah, it was. Actually, it was Jason's, um, but no. Well, screw that guy. He's not here. Exactly. I know. He's dead. You're Apparently. the captain now, Dave. It's a pandemic. I was always the captain, buddy. Ah, uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> are you? Are you though? No. Well, he introduces Jason, so there's a hierarchy there. <laughs> He's gonna he hear this. Isn't he? Yeah, so. it's kind of like the court announcer introduces the king. You know, <laughs> a hierarchy. Oh, that's ah, interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> Someone has to be the jester. That's that's fair. <laughs> well, now I don't even want to do the show. How about that? <laughs> Welcome to DC on screen. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll just do yeah, it yeah. on your on our own without you. It's fine. We'll get there forever. Oh, this God. is the new show. You just you guys talking about how I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. All right. I would. All right. I'm gonna st- shut up, Brent. <laughs> I would. I would do this weekly, just not about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to start the show now. Ah. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 586. I'm your host, David C. Robertson, 
And this is the podcast where we discuss the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we really don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game. So beware of spoilers, and welcome to the show. So, uh, Jason's wife and kid are sick for the second week in a row, and, um... They're going through a rough spot. I had planned on doing a solo show, but since there wasn't a lot of news, I kind of thought, you know, doing a solo show, it's not its not easy. It's not as fun for me or for the listener. I'll just put something out into the universe here, just see how it goes. I tweeted out that Jason wouldn't be around, asked for questions from listeners, and I, uh, I said, you know, hey, if any fellow podcasters want to hop on, let's do that. And... Um, our, our listener and friend, Matthew Salvatore, immediately tagged uh, a couple folks, and now I sit with not one, not two, but three guest ho- uh, co-hosts from Fans Without Borders and Marvel Squadcast. We have Brent. I'm missing the Black Lightning season finale for this, just for the record. <gasps> That's okay. <laughs> I, now I'm really excited that the show is over. I'm, I'm, I get excited at the end of the, the seasons because then it means I have more time for other things that I haven't gotten to. <laughs> I'm like, yay, it's over. I'm going to enjoy it when it's gone, but I'll, yay. Uh, from S- Stealing Remote, we have Effie Op Elders. Hello. Did you just call me a guest host instead of a co-host? Really? What what kind of Freudian slip was that? You're a uh, guest host. Yeah, now I am, apparently. But then then you corrected yourself. Yeah. It was it was confusing for my identity. It's okay. I'm sorry. It's It's fine. I'll get over it. Well, as as we spoke about uh, bef- before the show actually began, which you'll probably be able to hear on uh, on Patreon, uh, we don't have the best healthcare here, so you're going to have to pay for your own therapy. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I I get that. I'll I'll make sure to uh-huh. go go and arrange that. <laughs> <laughs> and from Superior Discussions, we have Travis Hines. Hey Dave, thanks for having me, and I have ten years of free. Uh, Psychological uh, healthcare, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, go Canada! <laughs> That's awesome. How's, how's DC Universe working out for you? Yeah, it's not, Brent. We, you know, this is a sore spot for me. It's not. I would trade every bit of healthcare for DC Universe, and I know that sounds terrible and it's very short-sighted. But <laughs> it's, I want it's the comic of. reader so bad. <laughs> yeah, I, and I will keep my DC Universe. <laughs> it's, it's probably just a little bit extra sore because you're so close and yet you didn't get it. It's not North America. No, it's it's just the U.S. Like, I knew I wasn't going to get it launch day. So, mm-hmm. Titans film in Canada. So, yeah, that's an extra sore spot for me. You could see it live. That's even better. I mean, there's less special effects in real life, but... <laughs> At least I would have known about the finale if I say it. Would have would have known to skip it. You mean? Yeah. Well, after after the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, that was all fine. right. So I'm I'm gonna get to a couple of pieces of business here, and then we're going to yeah. You go ahead. Do record. a show. Yeah, we're gonna record the TV portion first, and you'll hear more of Travis then. I don't know when he's dipping, but he's he claims he's gonna dip at some point. Uh, we have a Joker giveaway for the people who have um, been uh, sharing and or leaving uh, reviews and recommendations. You guys tag us. I'm, I know we said we were going to do it at the beginning of the uh, of the month here, but you know Jason's not around. We're, we're going to give you another week. Just do that. <laughs> tag us. Let us know. Uh, you'll get a uh, free Joker digital code. And uh, to our wonderful Patreon uh, subscribers, 
you're about to get a hell of a conversation. <laughs> um, $5 a month gets you that conversation. $1 a month gets you the, the show ad free. And uh, thank you guys. Patreon.com slash DC on screen for those things. I do want to ask this up front. I've got a little segment that I don't, I don't know that I even talk about it or I've even named it this on the show. But in my notes, it's always called DCT. As in someone spilling some tea. I just want to know what you guys think. Jim Lee, Jim Lee has said that he will remain DC's sole publisher and chief creative officer. What are your thoughts on that? Why pay two people for a job one person can do? Especially when one person does it in a shitty way. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much nailed it there, Dave. The reason you would pay another person is that's going to take away from Jim Lee being able to do his art. You know, he's not yeah. going to be able to draw as much, which I know he's not doing as much lately anyway, but it's just a shame to have that talent locked behind corporate board meetings. That's true. It is. No, it's, 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 that's a good point. It's fine. It sounds like a lot of power in one corner, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame that it has to be a really great artist as well that just, you know can't, what? Can't let do me, everything. let me ask him. Let me ask him why he and company wanted Ezra in the crisis so much. And then I'll decide if I like him being the sole guy or not. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, right? Fair enough. I keep hearing about this plan they have. They do? <laughs> that's, what I've been, that's what I've been reading. Is Guggenheim uh, saying became, they have a plan? I thought he instantly became Brent's hero when Ezra got in the crossover, but no, I guess he has a little bit more work to do. No, no, no. I <laughs> yeah. love that he did it. I love that he did it. Oh, absolutely. I just want to know where is it going? <laughs> if it is, it, is have we seen everywhere it's going? Okay, that's interesting. Or is there a reason he wanted Ezra to stick around? So we'll find out. I I definitely think there's a reason. They've been pushing multiverse for a while now. They've been they're doing something, man. Jim Lee has has been kind of hinting at weird stuff over the years, and I think Dadio was he's the, always been the outspoken one that's against things. Oh. Specifically yeah. Tom King actually doing anything to change the characters. So <laughs> it's pretty against Nightwing too. I I'll say this. Oh Jim Lee has earned the opportunity that he's got right now to be that guy making the decisions. Definitely. But at yeah. the same time I feel like But I'm I'm not sure how big of an indication it has to be that he showed up like it's it's a shift that he that Ezra showed up on TV, but at the same time it could just remain something for the fans who are on the TV side and follow this stuff. And I mean, the general audience going to the movie probably won't realize unless of course, Grant Gustin shows up in the flash movie, which would be a thing, but that's a little early to call. I, I don't Mm, see, maybe I don't see a reality where we see Grant Gustin in the movie. Yeah, no, but I, I could imagine him, uh, you know, doing a, a reference to it like oh no i met another me except he wasn't me you know doing something like that yeah and that will mean everything to the dccw fans absolutely and i count myself among them uh <laughs> i would be so excited <laughs> if that happened i would love to see grant in the movie but i, I i'll take a mention mm-hmm. as i've said many times on the show before i i grew up in a world where you know i was happy with bruce wayne mentioning metropolis and batman forever <laughs> that was all i needed like, holy crap, they're the same thing. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And at this juncture, uh, we have officially recorded the second half of the show. Travis has taken his leave. So you guys won't hear this until uh, after the movie section. After the break, you'll hear 
Travis come back in, and uh, that'll be nice. He will be Travis. Missed. He will be. He, he we switched For a around. While. You know that's we, that's, that's better yeah. than usually when you use those words. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, like it's not you know thankfully, but you know what yeah. we um I really wanted Travis on, on the show because I know that Effie you don't you don't. You're you're not caught up on the DCCW stuff, so not quite. <laughs> and that's Travis's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I yeah, if we switch it around, that. we can have him. So yeah. and I think we had a lot of fun. Oh yeah. And Effie didn't, doesn't, is not caught up. So if you going. don't if you don't listen, I think you'll still have a good time. Yeah. Or if you don't if, watch, if you have the no show, idea what the CW is time. about. I'll just give you <laughs> your perspective, sort of. That's yeah. that's wonderful. So I much teasing the second half. It's it's wonderful. I know. All right. This half uh, is just as good, I promise. Don't promise that. I can't deliver. I can. <laughs> I am way more drunk than I was the second half, so it's it's fine. Yeah, but I'm more tired. That feels like a big promise. Well, let's find out. You know? Oh, yeah, okay. That's, that's yeah. going to compensate for, yeah, fair. All right. So Joker finally ended his theatrical run, and... Um, Hot damn, man! It did a it did a lot of money. <laughs> this is three hundred thirty five. I didn't realize it was still going. Hmm? I didn't realize billion. it was I mean, still going. I just I I, I figured either. we had like ended, but no. Yeah, yeah, but three hundred thirty five point four million domestically, globally. You know, they did one uh one point zero seven billion. That is crazy. That's a it is, like shit the highest of money. grossing R rated movie of all time. Holy shit. And that's, I don't really, I know you, uh, well, I know, well, we, we, I know exactly all the feelings you had, Effie, about yeah. Joker, because we did yeah. a whole episode with you about the shit. What, why, what was it that you didn't like about it again, Brent? It just wasn't your thing? Uh, Joker. What movie was that? I saw Arthur Fleck. Fair enough. <laughs> that's fair. No, that's he was fair. Joker at the end. He, when he actually becomes Joker, he's mm-hmm. a good Joker. I wouldn't be upset at even seeing then, him again. Even then, I would disagree. It it's, it is even the character. But I had I had a conversation with a friend yesterday because she saw the movie like yesterday. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I I I still think like even then he is more angry and sad than actually like chaotic evil in D and D terms. So it's 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 not a Joker. It's just someone in clown makeup. I mean, and it's and I. Yeah, uh, I, I, this is where you, I piss off people. But at one point, Top Phillips basically said he knew that, like, he wanted to make this kind of movie, and he knew without the Joker skin on it, it wouldn't happen. It, exactly, and it felt that and way, that, and it and feels like that. I don't begrudge yeah. people who like the movie. I don't. It just, no. I will probably never watch it again. I saw it once. I felt like, I felt like I need to see it. One, I mean, I podcast about this stuff. I, I need, sure. I needed to have seen it one time, and. That's yeah. what I did. So I now I get the references. I understand what people are saying about it. I won't be upset if we see Joaquin Phoenix's Joker again because basically I thought it's a he he played a good Joker in a movie that I didn't like, and it's not the first time. And I thought an actor was good in a role, but I just thought the movie itself wasn't up to, for me up to par, if you will. It didn't work for me, but mm. you know what? It did ridiculously amazing. At the mm-hmm. box office. Yeah. I, I don't know what the multiplier is on that times the budget. 15, 16, 17 times, whatever that is. It's insane how much money that that this movie made. And at this point, I'm just surprised we have not heard of 
something else that we can track back to this, some other movie being greenlit that we can track back to the success. Yeah, that there's Joker not was. another black label. There's not a sequel. It's which I I I I think that sort of mm, might mean that they're that they're aiming for a sequel, but they just can't get Phoenix on board or or Phillips. But it's it, it did so well, and I I just can't help but feel like yeah, it's. It's good, but it's very Oscar baity. It's very much not as deep as it attempts or pretends to be, and that just sort of frustrates me. But I've seen it twice, and I'll probably revisit it sometime. It's just not one I, I that I get happy from watching. So like, nope. when yeah. it's not not one I put up when I'm sad, like BVS. When you pair it with Shazam and Birds of Prey. You know, there's yeah. several low-budget movies, and if they put out several low-budget movies and one of them hits big and the other ones break even or turn a small profit, I mean, that's not a yeah. bad business strategy. Absolutely not. Was that on your show where it was like, you can see it as one huge-budget movie? We did movie talk and then about that, yes. Yeah. We did talk about that. Yeah, no, okay, I figured. It was, it was in I'm, response to an article I'm trying to, to, to keep all the six Hughes. hosts of your network apart, and it's... It's a struggle sometimes. Fair enough. I I, I, I think I've. You're not. The it's not like your voices that. are that similar, but still. Well, would it help if I said it's all subjective? Oh yeah, no, oh, that, that means you're from from fans without borders, and I I know. Yeah, no, it's fine. That that narrows it down quite a bit. <laughs> you know what? You know what sucks is that you know we we used to talk about how subjective film was. And then you guys started saying hashtag it's, it's all subjective. <laughs> and now I feel like every time I say something's all subjective that I'm somehow stealing from you hey, guys. Yeah, I, you're I, just I, referential. For the record, my thing was always it's okay to like them all. As in it's okay to like both DC and Marvel. It's not gonna Yeah, but you have both hashtags. But you're too yeah. popular for your own good. Ray loves his all subjective tagline, and so I that uh-huh. you are not stealing from me, my friend. It is all from him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not stealing from either of you. I'm just, I don't like the perception. <laughs> the per- well, I the even perception. feel that way myself. <laughs> that I have these same ideas too, like independently. Yeah, it's just most people uh. say, well, yeah, like that's your opinion. <laughs> and, and, and But it's just, you know, if you need help knowing what show I'm from, that's the one I'm from. Yeah, yep. fair enough. That's like your opinion. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> And you know what? Like I had stopped listening to fans because I was trying desperately to stay away from uh, Skywalker. Oh, spoilers! Oh, yeah, no, you gotta, and you gotta do that. I I successfully stayed away from Skywalker spoilers until last week, and then I got spoiled on a major thing, and I was like, you know what? I don't care about anything else that happens in that movie. I'll still see was it. it. Was it us? Have you not seen it yet? What? I haven't seen it. It's it's March. Was it? Well, okay. Uh-huh. One, it's on you, but you're owning that. I know. Was, oh yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 just, I haven't had. He's not complaining. Did we it's say fine. something spoilery? On, okay, no. It's like I don't remember talking I mean, about you, that for a couple weeks now. But. You did, but I got spoiled. Uh, someone randomly said something on Twitter about it, and I wasn't. I. I it was on me. I, it's no, amazing it's that you've managed you. this long. It's on you. For yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, I wasn't mad when it happened. I was just like, I was actually kind of relieved. I was like, oh, okay, well, at least I can listen to Fans Without Borders again. Now I'm curious <laughs> what you were spoiled on, but... I'll tell you off air, just in case okay, there's another idiot like me who sat around You never for know, you never know. <laughs> three months and didn't, <laughs> didn't watch the thing. 
Um, yeah, I, I can't be mad at the people on on Twitter who randomly like. I mean, I was, it was DC no, news fair, stuff, but then game, they were no. like, "This is just like in blah," and I'm like, "Oh, well, damn shit." It. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. What's interesting about Joker is it's a it, it sets a precedent, and it's it, it, for comic book movies specifically, and it it's not a. If you if you look back at the history of film, you know you'll see the same precedent was was set with war movies. It was set with uh, westerns when those were really popular, um, cop movies when those were really popular. Uh, filmmakers will go, "What is popular right now, and how can I tell the story I want to tell with the skin of this genre on it?" Yeah, and of I don't blame uh, Todd Phillips. Uh, Jason and I have talked about this before. Like this is the this is the best way to get an original idea out there now. Because people don't go see original movies. They don't see original ideas. They go, oh, if they, whenever a comic book movie is announced, people will say, well, you know, Hollywood's run out of original ideas. And the second you, they put out an original idea, those same assholes will say, well, I wasn't asking for that. Was anybody asking for that? <laughs> it was a, and then those movies fail at the box. It office. was a good <laughs> business move for him. It yep. was a good, yeah. it, clearly. I mean, look at it. Who can deny? The overwhelming objective success that this movie had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just and, financially, a billion dollars on an R-rated movie, you're doing good. And here's why I don't complain about it because whether or not you know they intended it or wanted it to be a comic book mil- uh, movie at the beginning, uh, now that it exists as a comic book movie, it is now part of DC's multiverse. Yeah. So they could any like, they could bring back Joaquin Phoenix's Joker in a comic in a panel. Anywhere they wanted to. Yeah, I mean, can't, that can't was argue with that. Silence. <laughs> it, it sounds like you guys want to, but just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed the movie. I probably won't watch it again for another three years. I might throw it yeah. on in the background someday. Yeah. It, it was not a, it was not a movie that I, I, you know, made sure I, uh, pre-ordered or anything. Hmm. I think I did. No, wait. I got it from my little brother for Christmas, but then it arrived way after Christmas because it was a pre-order. Anyway, mm. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, let's get to more sombering uh, domestic and international totals. Uh, Birds of prey, uh, or sobering. I may, maybe I it's both. I guess yeah, uh, it's both. Uh, Eighty-two point five million domestically. One hundred thirteen. International, we got a worldwide of 195.7 million. I, this is a bummer because the movie is, it's, it deserves so much better. Agreed. I liked it so much more than Joker. I liked it more than Suicide Squad. (laughs) Yes. Like, why isn't this on that level? Like, I mean, it's R rated, but aside from that, it should be as hyped in a sense. Yeah. Like, then it comes down to, okay, there's a factor of there's less. There's there's no Joker. So, but but otherwise, it's it's still it's still very much Harley. It's okay. There's no Will Smith. Like, but it's it's like there's so many factors. But still, it it frustrates me to no end that this is what it's doing, and it's it's just sad because it's it it's not not a bad movie. It's it's pretty damn great. I'm pretty sure I put it. Fairly damn high on my on my DCU yeah. rankings shit. So it's on Letterbox. You can stalk me and then get mad at me on Twitter. Anyway, no, it's a good movie. It's well made. It's well acted. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. My biggest complaint with the movie is basically the name Cassie Kane. Give that any other name. Yep. I don't, I mean, to be fair, nobody talks about that character anymore if their name is anything else. The movie, in my opinion, mm. deserved to do so much better than 195 at this point on a $84 million budget, I think it is. It, it It's not going to lose money. It's not a no, flop. not quite. But it's not a success either. It, mm-hmm. Not by itself. No. It's just not. It, it. Congratulations, you broke even. I mean, yeah, yep. It, I I don't That's know. I, I that night sad. I saw it. I I th- I thought potentially it could hit half a billion. I really thought five hundred million was possible. Mm-hmm. Like I was that yeah. impressed by what I had seen, and clearly I was way off. I yeah. just. I mean, I think everybody was. I mean, is there any? Have you guys? wrapped your head around this like i don't i can't figure out what the real problem is because you could say it's you know not you know the the public is not that interested in harley quinn but every time and yes this is anecdotal but every time i say something to somebody else and say hey man uh you know you should go check out harley quinn oh is that a thing but i see so i see marketing everywhere for it so i'm not sure where the disconnect is i mean they I, there's not one smoking gun. It's death by a thousand paper cuts. It's yes. Fair enough. The marketing pro the marketing obviously hurt because they didn't get butts in the seats. The rating mm-hmm. probably did hurt. Did it hurt to the point where if you make it PG 13, it's suddenly doubled? No, but it may, no. it may have made another 20 to 30 million. If you made it PG 13, which yeah. uh, 20 to 30 million on Joker numbers is nothing, but on birds of prey, that's very significant. It's yeah, that would have helped. Just it's so much and little maybe, stuff, yeah. and for whatever reason, the people who did see it didn't go back three, four, and five times. I saw it twice, but I mean, how many people have really went and saw it three, four, five times the way they obviously did again with a movie like Joker? It yeah, it's just so many little things, and yes, I'm gonna say it, I think the name hurts it. I th- just. Yeah. I, I genuinely believe that the name did cost it people, that people just see that name, think yeah. that sounds absurd. I'm going to go see something else. I truly believe that. And if, if they just straight up done what the comic book is, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, that tells people what it is. People try and get so freaking cute with their names. And it's like, no, just call it what it is. It's Joker. It's Shazam. It's Wonder Woman. <laughs> just yep. call it what yeah. it is. I get that, but at the same time, I love the the original title. I'm like, yeah, it's it's sort of artsy, but it's it's still it's it's very fun. It's very apt. It's just not marketing wise very wise to like throw that at a general audience and expect them to know who is in it and what it is about. So yeah, I I, I see your point, but at the same time, I don't mind it one bit because I, I if i get like a dvd that says harley quinn birds of prey on it i'm I'm gonna be slightly disappointed just sort of in in my gut i'm like oh well everybody likes to say that you know harley quinn's name is in the title everybody knows if they read the title yeah, harley quinn end, yeah but it's not yeah. memorable the title is exactly. memorable to people like us who follow this stuff, it wasn't memorable exactly. to the general audience. They might have remembered Birds of Prey. And unless they were one of the, like the million and a half people that watch Arrow every week, it meant nothing to them. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if, if you haven't seen a trailer, you don't even know that Harley's in it. So it's, it's, it's difficult. 
And even if you do, some general audience members probably don't realize that that's her. So like, let's not even get into those people. <laughs> but again, <laughs> all that aside, it was a fun movie. It was funny. It was good. The acting was mm. well done. The action was excellent. And it's just a yes. damn shame that more people didn't see it for whatever the reason was. It's a shame that more people didn't see it. And I'm I'm hoping that they can course correct on the marketing for the home release um, and that they're not going to knee jerk react and just say like, Oh, we're just going to cancel every, you know, possible thing with any of these characters in the future. Obviously Harley Quinn is still going to be in the suicide squad, but they were already, you know, dick deep in filming before the movie came out. So, right. You, you have to ask, would she still be in it? If, if they had, if they were starting production on that and, the next three months would she still be in it i think that question is viable yeah i would wonder that's fair honestly well i think james gunn's uh see i'm, I'm curious i wonder if james gunn even wanted her in the in the film in the first place yeah and dc was like no you have to have her. I, I mean they offered him his choice of movies including superman and that's he true. chose suicide squad i kind of feel like they weren't he I knew mean, he was I, getting I, into I mean, yeah he should have known yeah i think he probably I, my guess is that even if DC said you have to have her, his response would be like, well, great. Why wouldn't I want her? I, I, yeah. I don't have any reason. Like he never said that. I haven't seen an interview. I just right. no. can't, I can't imagine he wouldn't have because coming out of suicide squad, so many people thought she was this big breakout character and just looking at Margot Robbie's career. So many people thought, look at her. She's this big star. She's on the rise. She's this huge draw. Eh, is she? I don't know, but I'm certainly questioning that now. So I, the characters I'm concerned for are Black Canary and Huntress. I really enjoyed both yeah. of these characters a lot, and I really want to see more of them. I I think the if it, the only thing I know for certain is if they make another movie out of this, if they decide to spin these characters off, it's it's going to be called Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. <laughs> they'll they'll <laughs> yeah. put Batgirl in that shit. Oh my god! It, like, okay, <laughs> frankly, yes, that's what it should have been. It, I don't necessarily think a Harley Quinn Harley Quinn movie was the best way to introduce the Birds of Prey. Right. In hindsight, I think creatively, entertainment wise, they pulled it off. But I don't think it was yeah. the best way. Batgirl and the Birds of Prey has bat in it. You make this with a Batgirl that they've introduced in a Batman movie, mm-hmm. so it's her second appearance, bringing in the others, kind of like what they did with her. I I think that I think that immediately makes more money. Immediately. Absolutely. Or, I mean, to be honest, they could have done Batgirl and the Birds of Prey without introducing her in anything. Like, they really could oh, have. Yeah. You, you set up a thing where she's like, you know... I mean, you know... Basically doing what Harley does. And says like, yeah. you got the Bat logo. That's going to put people yeah. in the seats. That's all you need. Um, but, you know, I, I really do. I, I support all these people being able to make the movies they want to make. And I'm, I'm just sorry that whatever, all these different little... You know, cuts by a thousand, you know, whatever, <laughs> death by a thousand cuts. I- I'm sorry cuts that that happened to this film. Cuts by a thousand deaths. Yes, um, that too. That sounds like an emo album. <laughs> Is it 2004? Um, it might be. <laughs> somewhere. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, Time zones let's, let's are move over. like that. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's move over to a movie that uh, still has potential to make money. <laughs> <laughs> Until now. <laughs> Yeah, until no, now, the freaking so Batman. Far, oh my God, this Matt is the Reeves, biggie. Matt, Re- Matt Reeves revealed that Batmobile. It's I've, a, I've seen it's a Batmobile. Yeah, I've seen drastic, dr- 
<laughs> drastic responses to this thing. Uh, what, what do you think, Brent? I like it. I'm not in love, but I like it. I want to see it in motion. I want to actually see what they do with it before I'm willing to, you know, say I'm in love with it. But I like it a lot. I, I'm an easy mark, though. I've liked all the Batmobiles, and I literally mean all of them. I cannot think of a single Batmobile from any of these movies that I have not appreciated on some level. Yeah, sure, I like some more than others. Batman 89 is still my favorite Batmobile, but that doesn't mean mm-hmm. I don't also like the, the Tumblr. The, the Ben Affleck Batmobile or, you know, the Schumacher ones. I like the I like them. So for me, it, I was never going to not like it. Let's be real. Um, I do like, <laughs> you know, we just got two basically tank Batmobiles, right? The Tumblr, mm-hmm. which was full on tank, and Batflex, which is what? Mostly tank, a little bit of car into it. This is a car again. Yeah. I am glad that we're back at a car, but after a couple cars, I'll be glad for a tank. So that's just... The cycle of it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Effie, I, 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 am I'm, I'm kind of on the same page. I, I'm not immediately in love, but that's also because I, I grew up on the Tumblr, basically. So for me, this is okay. It's very sleek. It's a car again. It's, it, it has those sort of wings at the end, and it looks cool, but it's also. Like, it, it takes some getting used to, because I was really into the, the, the Affleck Batmobile, because that's just, like, a nice blend of them, because it's, it's still sleek, it's thin, it's low, it's not as bulky as the Tumblr. But this is really just a car, so to me it immediately feels like, oh, wow, we're back to Adam West, you know? Except it's not red. But <laughs> I, I'm just like, yeah, okay, I, 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 can, I can definitely appreciate all of them, but it's, it's, it's a... It's like an updated version of the uh, Burton era Batmobiles that are like sort of sleek and sort of weirdly designed because it's comics, but like it makes it fit, and I I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say I really love it, and I I'm not like over the moon, but what I really love about it is it does it well. First of all, it looks like the Batmobile from the '80s comics. Yeah. Um. But it also has these little, these little design touches that do harken back to the '66 Batmobile, which I think at this point is my favorite uh, Batmobile. Just as far as far as aesthetics are concerned, I just I like the old retro look. So they've got a couple of touches there that makes it feel like that a bit to me, and mm. I love that they I love the uh, the brake lights under the fins because that reminds me of Batman the animated series. I'm yeah. not crazy about the engine being so exposed that's weird yeah you had a question about that right i did uh gerald edwards on twitter says i like it not picky when it comes to map to batmobiles but i hope the engine won't be exposed when it's in action that definitely that's definitely a vulnerable spot that could uh brick the car if damaged and i agree with that yeah it's, um, it's weird but it seems to function as if it's just gonna have a huge s flamethrower at the end because there's a in the third picture, there's a hole there that just looks like it's gonna burst out. Absolutely, at you. but still, yeah. if you sort of fire at the flamethrower, you're gonna hit something that's kind of useful to the car. Yeah, and it might not actually be the engine. Like it. That's fair. There's there's something about <clears throat> the cowl and now this car, and some some statements that I'm gonna go over in a second that make me really feel like we're getting an updated uh, Batman sixty six. Mm-hmm. In, in a lot of ways. Um, Interesting. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> and I'm excited about that. I didn't expect that. to see that, but like it's 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 interesting. <laughs> well, if you if you kind of modernize that and make it more noir and and grid it up, that could be a really fun take. And Oh, absolutely. I've, like, I could, I've, I could see that like without it being the pure comedy, it's it would definitely work to just have him as a a detective Batman working with the police department and just that weird sort of dynamic like that could work. Yeah. And, uh, there's, I, I don't want to get too deep into it, uh, but I've been tooling around with a, with a Batman story and I just, I, that I'll pro if I release it, I'll probably release it in, in like a web comic form. Like I'll, I can't we imagine are ever talk about this off air. Absolutely. Definitely. definitely. Absolutely. But, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely not this, but it is in the vein of keeping keeping it dark, but also trailing off of sixty six and that general feeling. So cool. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm, I've, I've got a take, but <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> to see this for sure. Yeah, definitely. Is it? Does anyone have a clue what like the the front of like the windshield like? What is what is that? Just really good air conditioning. Those those vents in front of the 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 on the first picture. I imagine it would be to keep the engine. I, that's what makes me one of the things that makes me think that the engine might that might not be the engine in the back. It might be something mm. like the parachutes or it, or like you said, like the uh, like the rocket exhaust. Uh, just because you would think like if they had those huge grates on the front. It, it would be too cool and overheating mm -hmm. and souped up engine. That's a more technical answer than I had expected. Yeah. I was like, wow, people know things about cars. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn it. My radiator, my radiator keeps overheating. Alfred. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, freaking, <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Wright tweeted, <laughs> about this Batmobile, that shit, wait till you hear it, and, like, had, like, the emoji of, like, the, like, the squirt, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. I haven't yeah. seen that with the emoji in it. Oh, my God. Like, oh, gross, man. <laughs> I don't want to know that the Batmobile's sound is making you wet, Jeffrey. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but, like, don't say it out loud. <laughs> uh, no, by the way, they... The Way of the Lost live stream posted a picture of Jeffrey Wright with his Jim Gordon mustache, and um, yeah, it's it's really interesting because it it looks like uh, hair mustache growing yeah. out of Jeffrey Wright's face, Definitely. just above his upper lip. I think That's... it's a really neat take. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's right. Oh, that reek. Of, I feel like I have to acknowledge this, but I just don't care. <laughs> yep. After after all these takes of like mustaches on the bottom of the chin, I feel like I it's a good choice to go like upper lip. That's that's like revolutionary. I mean, no, if you know, Gotham had had thought of that like <laughs> earlier, would have been a different show. No, you know what it reeks of? It reeks of, my God, how many people am I going to see on Twitter and how many headlines am I going to see about this stupid mustache? <laughs> it's a mustache, think, guys. Like, it's it's more interesting that he's, he seems to be bald, right? Like, that's a it, take. It does. That's more of a take than him having a mustache because, I mean, we were kind of expecting that. You know what? I was a little... 
I'll be honest, I'm a little disappointed. Like, I don't mind the mustache, but I just like how Jeffrey Wright usually looks with the beard. That's fair. Yeah. Him I clean like the... shaven with the rest of his face? Let's just... No, let's, no. Yeah. If they had done that, people would be bitching and moaning because the mustache is an iconic part of Commissioner Gordon's look. I People eh, will I be mean, bitching I'm, and moaning I'm with you in way. that. I don't... I, yes, he has a mustache. Great. I don't have any thoughts about his mustache mm-hmm. there it is perfect <laughs> it exists that's what i would prefer but he can grow it, it good job <laughs> i mean i i do think though that people would just oh my god it'd be it'd be like mustache gate or something it'd be horrible <laughs> yeah um you know i well, nothing will ever be mustache gate again like no even if it involves a mustache you have to find a new name it's not compar- it's not comparable it's just not on the same level <laughs> i i don't think the general audience would care about the if the mustache was uh you know made into a beard i don't just like i don't think the general audience will care that he's an ethnic man instead of an old white guy i just they don't shouldn't. think Anybody would care. The fans would care, and or certain fans would care, and we should stop listening to those people. Yeah. I mean, I but, think there's know, a if this is time what... and place to listen to the fans, and hey, we're going to mm-hmm. do this. It changes nothing about the story. It doesn't hurt anything. Right. Let's give make the fans beat, like, throw this one to the fans. Uh, but there are other things where it's like, it should just be like, well, screw the fans, because in this case, they're, yeah. they're just wrong. <laughs> in this case... Yeah. His race being one of those. Right. But you know what? Gordon didn't have a mustache in 66. <gasps> and nor did he have one in most of most of the Gotham, Gotham. show. But if you ask somebody, <laughs> what does Commissioner Gordon look like? They're going to include the mustache. Yeah. Mm. That's fair. That is fair. Anyway, Jeffrey Wright, speaking of him, was... Uh, <laughs> was uh doing an interview and he says I was a bit I was a bit of a fan of Batman comics and comics generally growing up but I was a lunatic Adam West Batman fan and Matt Reeves who was directing the movie was as well and we were talking about it and he said in my mind that wasn't camp now this is not to say that we're doing an Adam West Batman in any respect I think they are but that for me was my <laughs> was my early dive into the Batman cosmos. Matt and I agree it wasn't camp for us. It was deadly serious for an eight year old. Deadly serious with the most tricked out heroic technology and bells and whistles this side of James Bond. If you look back at it within context, it was as Batman as anything. The pastel tones harken back to the original Bob Kane Bill Finger stuff. That was my early and much appreciated introduction into Gotham. I think they are doing some version of it. I really do. They like must they, be influenced by it. If that's your first like encounter with the entire mythos, you have to be influenced by it to some capacity. And you know he's been coached because at this point they've released enough of the cowl. You can see the markings on the cowl, the stitching. You yeah. know that it's kind of going into an Adam West territory. You see the car. You know it's going into an Adam West territory. I'm not saying yeah. they're wrong for doing it. I, I'm all on board, but you know that... They're saying, look, the fans are going to start freaking out because they think that we're going back to camp. And that's that's that I doubt. But I, I do enjoy just the simple like the aesthetic touches taken from the 60s. That's 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 very inventive. That's just like, OK, going with that and updating it to make it modern and and like dark as well. That's just that's interesting. That's 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 a really interesting idea and i keep looking at these pictures and i'm like 
to be honest, I was more interested in the the background shots of the suit than I was the Batmobile. So I keep looking at like, oh, is that is that a better shot of the suit? Because I want yeah. a, sh- oh, yeah. a, a suit picture. I, still. I definitely zoomed in it's, on that real fast too. And then I'm like, oh yeah, there's yeah. a car in this picture I should actually look at. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> that must be an important car. <laughs> um, so we've also got uh, Charlie and Max Carver. Uh, is has been cast in quote sizable roles for the Batman, and they're is they're twins, they're identical twins. So they've been in Teen Wolf, The Leftovers, Desperate Housewives. I I don't know Trigger Twins, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, uh, Men and Max. I I would love if we got Men and Max. <laughs> oh, this could be, I kind of like could be the Tweedledum so and Tweedledee idea. That would be just an interesting cameo, yeah. Like I feel like are those the are those the what are the what are the dolls that in in Dark Knight Returns the dolls like that Joker uses the the the, the weird ass yeah yeah those 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 two that that gas the entire audience it's yeah those have names I guess but <laughs> I don't recall them so whoops. I don't either I've written essays on this this book but never mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're we're allowed. We're allowed to forget yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm we're not Jeff. Min, we've, Min we've and Max were the ones who they they sing a song in the Batman and Harley animated movie, right? We don't like to talk about that. <laughs> I have I have seriously still not seen that movie just because. I mean, it wasn't very good, but no, no. So we remember them. We remember them fondly from the two parter Two Face, and we don't <laughs> we don't bring up that other thing. <laughs> Great, now I know what question to ask for next time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you should know, like, our review of, of Batman and Harley Quinn is just a screen grab of Harley giving the finger on stage. It sounds about right. <laughs> nice. All right, uh, they, the Batman's also added Gil Perez Abraham in a secret role, and this is a person who was on Pose and Orange is the New Black, and he's going to be in The Walking Dead World Beyond, which I actually know you're not going to watch, Brent. I, that's <laughs> true. I do not plan on watching it. I got to that episode where you said that. Um. <laughs> I, I have a friend who, like, loves The Walking Dead, and she is also not into the spinoff, so I'm curious what she'll think of this one, because, because like, the... the what was it? Fear, Fate? fear the Walking Dead. Fear, fear the Walking mm-hmm. Dead. Yeah, no, she, she didn't like that. <laughs> no one did. I mean, I'm sure no someone did. did I loved the comic. I fell off of the show, and that's sad because they're doing some. Even right now in the show, the story arc they're they're doing was really cool in the comic, but it just, I felt I just I gave I this year at the mid season finale, I'm like <laughs> I just I'm sad because I remember how excited I was when the show started, and I just don't care anymore. That's that's yeah. a shame. That's, that's harsh. All right, so we've got a couple of similar questions. Anthony uh, Brooklyn Batman over on Twitter says, "What do you think WB will do at SDCC for the Batman, assuming they go and it's not canceled?" Let's hope it's not canceled. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy SDCC. That's like my birthday before it's my birthday. Right. Uh, of course, to put that in perspective, you said two episodes of DC on screen in a week was Christmas. So, yeah, yeah, but it's there's not a easy. It's, between it's not Christmas, hard to please you. <laughs> like Christmas is is fairly low key in this country, 
Because oh, we enough. have like we have an extra Santa. It's 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 a difficult thing to explain. But like Christmas is is not my birthday. Like if I mean, if I SC's only got two episodes <laughs> for my birthday, I'd be disappointed in you. If not for SEO, I would totally call this episode an extra Santa. <laughs> I feel like extra Santa should mean Christmas is huge over there. I would think. Yeah, in a sense, but it's not called Christmas because Christmas is the twenty fifth, and this is like a Saint Saint Nick, of course, on the fifth. So it's 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 separate but equal. I don't know. Anyway, no, it's 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 not equal. That's kind of the problem. I'm just gonna say uh, no, I it's... used that phrase at a PTA meeting once, and man, did I get an ass chewing later. <laughs> That's great. That's and lovely. I'm like, well, I would be one to be do that as well. That make that that make that apply. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's uh, funny. Uh, I I would hope uh, a trailer would be forthcoming at SDCC. I don't I don't uh, particularly ever really enjoy uh, panels. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I just don't watch care. them fully. It's just not worth the entire amount of time because it takes a while to get going and you never get anything that's not like pre-approved so it's it's not that interesting it's just sort of press release but yeah see but i'm gonna disagree with you guys on this one i like it when they're like hey we're gonna bring out the cast here's your batman here's your commissioner gordon here's so-and-so, they're playing this character, and we haven't even announced it yet. Here's that character we haven't even announced yet. Like, I like that kind of thing. That's different. That's but, different. But that's the panels. Yeah, that's as the soon stuff. as they're... I, sure, sure. But if they're announcing new characters, then we're at a level where, okay, they can say some more than we knew. And there's always some more than we knew, but it's often just, well, you know, in, you've, you've, you've known most of this if you have been paying attention outside of SDCC. On, on top of it, we, there's often footage. And there will. <laughs> oh, oh yeah! If we're talking footage and trailers, that's amazing. Well, I mean, but like, Brooklyn I, Batman I says, "What do we footage. think they're going to do?" Footage. That's what I think they're going to full on trailer. I don't know, yeah. but they have the time for it. They definitely have, they have the yeah. time for if, a if teaser. If they can manage, it's it just depends. We, I, it's twenty seconds. Sorry. Just give me twenty seconds of Batman footage, and I'm going to call it a win for the DC panel at Hall H this year. Yeah, if it's good enough, then. By all means, if it's half a minute of a tease, a minute of a tease, who cares? If we get Batman on screen again, you're you've you've won the con. That's just it's doesn't take that much, to be frank. If it's if say if SDCC itself is not cancelled. Yeah, okay. Let's, let's I I think Warner Brothers will definitely do something for it. Well they, I mean they did skip it last they, year, but they also kind of said uh, we'll be back. And last year, they didn't yeah. really yeah. have, at least for the DC side, there really wasn't, at that time, much to promote. I bet they won't do that shit anymore. I mean... Just birds of prey. Uh, mm. Well, it's just, <laughs> I, they're not going to, what are they going to do? Just just bring, uh, last year at that time, R-rated Joker and R-rated birds of prey to an audience that is full of kids? I mean, mm, it yeah. just it it doesn't make sense. I totally get why they skipped last year. Plus, they had the whole changeover with the power structure at WB on the for DC and stuff. It right. was a it, frankly, it was a good year to skip. Now, uh, this year, it's it's I don't know because I could see them saying we're not going to have all all our directors and stars go because we don't want to risk anybody getting sick. And 
Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that is on everybody's minds right now. So I, I, I mean, right now. But even then, it's probably in their planning to just market something. So they probably would release something online. It's just sad if the entire event was indeed cancelled which is a very realistic possibility yeah i think if sdcc happens they'll have somebody come out in like a contamination suit and play that damn trailer (laughs) (laughs) i just hope that trailer is online that's what that's what i hope because i'm not gonna be there and yeah i i don't mind i know some people hate this i don't mind exclusive footage for the people who are there and the people who camped out for three days straight or whatever it is to get into Hall H, that doesn't bother me. Like, when the first Aquaman footage came out, like, they released a trailer and then they did, like, five-minute thing afterwards only for the people who were there. Eventually, they showed that to the rest of us, but, Mm -hmm. like, that kind of thing I'm fine with. I just hope, as somebody who's not going to be there but will absolutely be excited to follow the news, that I get a click on a link on YouTube and watch some Batman footage. (coughs) That's fair. Yeah, no, I, I hope the same thing, of course, because I, I have no chance of getting over there. It's a lot farther. And if I do ever have the money again, I'd, I'd probably come visit, like, Dave first, just to be nice. But it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a price for that ticket, damn it. So Just to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't well, do me any know, favors, I God. would also go to SDCC. Like, that's, that's just a fact. We would... We would both head over there too. I That's oh no. I actually had a free ticket offer into the con one year, and oh, but I couldn't geez. go. And it wasn't that a sucks. free hotel. It wasn't free airfare. Like no, it was just the mm. ticket to the con itself. Just the was going to be, which is still. But awesome, I imagine those are but, uh, yeah, those are expensive enough already. I yeah, think. and hard to get. They sell out. And I, I, we, we yeah. tried. We, we just it wasn't in the cards that year. We couldn't work it out. But uh, I, I would That's like to go there at some point. And I'm perfectly happy to pay for my ticket. It just, it, it's not going to be this year, and it hasn't happened yet. I, I would like to before. I mean, there's uh, on the tech circuit that I follow, there's several conferences that have been canceled due to this coronavirus crap. And there's a Um, lot of talk of questioning is what value do they bring? And I mean, if you really think about it, Warner Brothers could release a Batman trailer online, break the internet. I mean, just look what happened with the Batmobile, break the internet. Oh, absolutely. And they don't need to do the hassle and cost of the con. And but right. I like it, so I want them to keep doing it. But man, I if they if they didn't and they just said we're gonna drop something online this week, I, I get it. I totally get it. They could do a panel, an online exclusive panel, and just have the stars come out and answer questions from tweets. I would like to see more I, of that stuff on DC Universe. Yep, that would Me too. be interesting. Just like behind the scenes, just while the cast is filming, just have them do something for 50 minutes. That would be cool. I agree. All right. Our, uh, <coughs> our good friend uh, and co-host of this show normally, Jason Goss, wrote in. Says, uh, long-time listener. <laughs> First time writer in, or write-inner. Does he listen? Does he? <laughs> I mean, uh, no. <laughs> um, he does sometimes. He'll listen to a piece of Do you think he'll listen to this one? I don't know. Who knows? He better. I don't Jason, know. I'm trying very this, hard for you here, Jason. <laughs> if you hear this, let us know. Yeah, yeah. let us know. I'm not going to bring it up to him. I'll just, you mm. know. Of course, he'll hear it and he'll be like, I listened. And then he'll, he won't he won't tell me. Just, just 
casually dropped that it was way more fun than just with the two of you, and then we'll see if he listens. I can't do that to him. Oh, you're too good for this world. <laughs> he says, at this rate, uh, when do you expect a trailer for the Batman? Hall H material, potentially? Mm, yes. We'd hope so. Yes. I think we've, we've said you that. You think that's yeah. an absolute? Um, it's not. Nothing is an absolute You know what? No, I don't. Like, when, when, what's the release date for Wonder Woman? That's before San Diego, right? Um, yeah. Yes, then I think so. I, I see that being... Like to attach it to Wonder Woman, I feel like that's the earliest it could be, which means they'll drop it like a, a, within the week that Wonder Woman comes out. Like I feel like that's the absolute earliest is for yeah, Wonder Woman. They'll probably mm. be on a Saturday, so that'll probably be July twenty fourth for uh, and uh, was Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. I don't even know. I keep <laughs> I can't keep it. I looked it up before the show and I forgot. Yeah, and I so oh, the, yeah. but I I would still put more money on San Diego. Because Batman is still so far away, and you don't want to take away from Wonder mm. Woman. That's the only real exactly. caveat I have there. But they don't have any other movies between, unless I'm completely brain farting on something. Is there? There's nothing else between Wonder Woman and Batman. That's I right. Ah, there Suicide was. Squad. Isn't there? Suicide Squad. Suicide so, Squad. Yeah. I was brain farting. Oh, is it? Well, no. Is Suicide it? Squad comes out after Batman. Oh, okay. That's my bad. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's late. Um, that's my excuse. I'm sticking to okay. it. Uh, somewhere between Wonder Woman and San Diego. That's my answer. Yeah, I, 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 I think we'll keep getting little teases, and then the the first trailer will probably be at San Diego. Probably. That's my guess. Uh, Jason also says, uh, also fuck hand, foot, and mouth disease. That's what his his child. Yeah, has. you don't want to fuck with that stuff. What? He what says, is that? Like, is that a specific it, thing? Because it, it's a lot of areas. When he first told me about it, I thought he said hoof and mouth disease. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, are you serious? Like, how how did you manage that? And then I realized, oh, they're separate things. <laughs> it's like, your child is not cattle, Jason. <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, it's a thing more common to kids. And so mm-hmm. it's, oh, let's just okay. say it's a thing that parents of young children like Jason, it is a very real concern. And I mean, yeah. there's medicine for it and stuff, but yeah, I, I feel your pain, Jason. I mean, I, I, I get what you're doing. I'm sympathetic for it. I've got young kids myself, so I, I hear you and yeah, fuck it. Yeah. He says he wants it yeeted into the sea. See, we ha- he had our support, and now he says yeeted, and I just want to take it away. I want to take away the, the support. I am sorry oh, no, for your kid, I'm though. I'm fine with that. I'm the fine generation. It's it's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm accepting of this this use of the word, even if it sounds like a boomer trying to appropriate. But that's that's fine. That's fine. Oh, that was harsh. Damn. How old is Jason? <laughs> Jason I don't know. is 35. Damn. Oh, that's 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 not boomer level. Never mind. But I to be to be fair, I've been called a boomer by people who are like three years younger. So it's 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 mostly a meme at this point. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, it's a meme. Uh, yeah. He says he wants it yeeted into the sea with a bomb attached, Siona style. They brought me back with the birds that. of prey reference. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I man, I got. Some stupid kid called me a... Uh, some 16-year-old called me a boomer. said, okay, boomer, the other day. And I was like, I am a zennial. 
I just think it's you dumb. Kiss my ass. I just ass. think the boomer Get thing is dumb. Straight. But that's hilarious. Yeah, I do too. I am not a boomer. Anyway, uh, yeah. I hope the kid gets gets better and his wife. I hate to hear people being sick. Hmm. Absolutely. All the best to the family. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this is uh, lengthy, but I thought it was really cool. A fan asked, uh, I can't, I couldn't remember his name for a second. James Gunn, are practical practical effects more expensive than CGI? Because if they are not, I don't see why there's so much CGI. And this was James Gunn's uh, response. The cost difference depends partly on what you're doing and how good the work is. Cheap practical is cheaper than cheap CGI, but cheap CGI could be cheaper than high quality practical. And you just can't do a full-size practical, say, Mothra. But for me, the problem is filmmakers often don't plan ahead. Because they don't make distinct choices and visualize up front, they do CG because it's the lazier, easier way to shoot. And they can make whatever choices they want about aesthetics, sets, shots, whatever in the edit. Many effects are better CGI. Uh, the Slither Worms and Slither look better uh, CGI than they did practical. Uh, and the people who worked on them cared about the artistry. But oftentimes it's not a choice, it's just procrastination and non-preparedness. Some of this is the fault of lazy directors and not of it. And a lot of it is the fault of studios who greenlight scripts before they're ready, and often before they're written, just to put a flag in a certain release date. So there's no time to properly prep the film. One of the things I'm proudest of with The Suicide Squad is that we are old school this way. There was no squad movie coming out until the script was written, and everyone was excited about it, and then we got greenlit, with the budget and a release date. Getting greenlit off a script used to be the norm, but it's becoming increasingly rare, and I believe it's the primary reason films aren't, on average, as good as they used to be. Well, damn. That's controversial, probably, but yeah, I, I feel it. I I get it. But it's it's also, yeah, like, I, I also, like, at the same time, I feel like people like Snyder do a lot of CG work, and I'm not sure if that's then the studio's fault or just a choice or he's he seems sort of demeaning of it like you know it's it's sometimes lazy like procrastination stuff and i'm not sure if that's Mm -hmm. always the case i think that's an overgeneralization but it's it's interesting to just go that hard on well you know you have to have the story finished and know what you're going to do before you get a green light and that's yeah it sounds logical but it's also it's 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 it feels like a pretty big shot fired at studios that I assume he has worked with because otherwise he wouldn't really know. So it's it's yeah. interesting. I'm, well, I'm, I think because I'm because he has worked with Marvel. I'm I'm then trying to think of okay, is is that what happened before, or is that not at all what happened at Marvel? Is this like where you know? Well, he's, he's going more, back to Marvel. Though. Yeah, no, he's, he is. He is. And I don't think anyone anymore. Yeah, I don't think anyone would argue that Marvel is meticulously planned out. Maybe not by the filmmaker making it, but by Feige. Yeah, exactly. They they have their ideas. And I don't and Way Snyder ahead. uses a lot of CGI, but I don't think anyone would argue that he doesn't meticulously plan that shit out too. No, absolutely. And to be it's just fair, that's not cheap CGI. <laughs> he no. didn't say all CGI is the faults of lazy right. directors. He's just saying some of it is. So when he's asked to compare yeah. practical versus CGI, what he's basically saying is there's a time when practical is the better option. There's a time when CGI is the better option, but that 
CGI mm. is the easier option, and so people will be lazy and default to that, even if it's not necessarily <laughs> the better option. At least that's how I read it. And yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think a lot of people might. And there's a lot of movies out there. I think a lot of people might question Sorry. that coming from him, from who did Guardians of the Galaxy Volumes One and Two, where there's obviously a ton of CGI work in it. But he kind of answers that in this, where like with his Mothra reference of, there are some things that just aren't going to work practical, and mm-hmm. I would say the vast majority of those movies had to be CGI. But yeah. other yeah. movies. Suicide Squad, a bunch of grounded level characters. Yeah, you can do a lot more practical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I feel like Guardians 2 was like, we'll get to this later on in the episode, but I'm not a perceptive person. But even I was like, the CG (laughs) in Guardians 2 just, it screwed with me because it didn't look good in some places. And it was like, this is a green screen. This is this is high school level green screen. What are you doing? So yeah, never never mind that. <laughs> I don't it's think happened. I I don't think I have any instances in my mind of that. I've seen Guardians Volume Two at I know. least three times. I don't have any. I know. You liked Guardians, it a lot more than I did. But I get I get the sentiment because yeah. I have effectively said that exact criticism in other movies. And sometimes I still get bitched at for having that opinion a year and a half or two years later. And I'm like, Oh, you're talking about Aquaman now. Sorry. Green screen screen is bad. Green screen. Amazing. And it's Uh not just Aquaman for the record. I've thought that in other movies too, there's a couple shots in the X-Men movies that always get every, I may like the movie, but man, those shots, individual shots drive me nuts. And I'm with like, Mm -hmm. if, if once you notice the bad green screen, like a, a movie level budget, it, it's yeah. I get, mm. I get you. I get it bugging you. And yeah, there's shots in Aquaman that I think look bad. There's other shots in Aquaman that look phenomenal. Does anyone ever remember me saying that? No, of course not. But I do. It, <laughs> it, so I remember I, that. While I disagree about Guardians, I get it. If there's something in there where the green screen doesn't work for you, I, I get. I just yeah, no, I get. I get the sentiment. It's definitely a shot. It's it's mostly just I have bad dreams about the shot where he uh, says bye bye to his stepdad, whoever the fuck uh, uh, Rook. Um, God damn it, Michael what's Rooker? his name? <laughs> yeah, but like the character Yondu. Um, Yondu, yeah. Yondu, thank you. Um, <laughs> at like that that moment when he when they switch helmet breather things, that just that's just a, a fucking star, a star wallpaper plastered onto two people standing in front of a green screen and i i have nightmares about it anyways that's that's my take on who is who oh. is it again that really hates guardians 2 on your network ray oh that's ray okay and scott Shame he isn't here he would have liked me anyway <laughs> i think ray and scott are isn't it brent definitely ray and i'm pretty sure scott i i guess i think ray is maybe a little harsher towards it but maybe it's just i hear it more because i talk to ray more than I do, Scott. Mm-hmm. But no, right. neither of them are fans now, of the movie. That, but you know, that explanation explains exactly why I've never noticed it before. Because in that scene, I can't focus on the shitty green screen because I'm too busy crying my eyes out. <laughs> I know, I know, and I did not. You feel heartless that as much. bastard. Yeah, and I have and, no, that's, for other people. Apparently. To be fair, it's that's how fine. I am with Aquaman. That like what they're actually <laughs> doing. Like if I if if I hadn't caught my attention before the characters did, I probably never even see it. 
Yeah. And mm-hmm. even even if now, if I rewatch the movie, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And then I see that one scene, I'm like, ah, oh, this is not so cool. And then they just go back to that same shot four or five more times throughout the movie, and that's why it bothers me. But yeah. I, I get the sentiment. Green screen, it's like special effects. They work for you or they don't. And I get it. So it's like I can't. Yeah. I can't like I like Guardians, but I can't fault you if you have an issue with the special effects. You know, I I and think it's, it's sorry, it's it's no, just good. usually I'm very easy on on special effects. Like I don't notice any of that stuff. Like again with the faces that we will talk about in the second half of the episode, I I don't notice the aging usually. I'm just like that looks like a younger person. They did a good job. That's fine. And I don't have the the creepy like uh valley uh damn it uncanny valley uncanny valley like that something's wrong here that's that's what i i I just i don't usually have that so when i do it's like this must really be weird like something's off if i notice you want to see some awkward green screen watch some flash of the season that xs (laughs) was in it Mm-hmm. Because there are several shots where the two of them are running side by side, and it's like I don't even mm. think you were on a treadmill for this. I think you were literally running in place, and Oof. the whole th- everything about it was just awful. Now, granted, different budget scales there, and so I'm 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 a little mm. more forgiving when I know they're working with a CW level budget versus uh, yeah, no, hundreds same. of millions of dollar budget, but still. It's like if if you really want to see some bad green screen, whew, some of those shots of those two running. Uh, XS, I like the character, but man, she never figured out the running. Yeah, I've got you beat though. I I just saw something that is way worse than any of that. <sighs> Arrested Development season five. They could not because one of the big problems of season four was that all the different characters couldn't get together. All those actors they green screened. They like would put just a random beam in the middle of the of the shot and have the like like the lighting is off on one side they don't match and at the same time they're doing all that like bad dubs you hear a dub but there doesn't match the characters mouths because of how they had to edit it to make it make sense it was bad that sounds absolutely terrible it is atrocious and so much so that you're just waiting on them to call themselves out because that's what arrested development does but they don't even do that. You're waiting oh. for the joke about how, like, you know, Dad, it doesn't even look like your mouth is moving with the words you're saying. <laughs> but you're something, you know, <laughs> like, no. This is, like, some of the worst special effects that I've ever seen. And I'm an old school Who fan. I'm an old school Star Trek fan. I don't even really notice those special effects at this point. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Aluminum can be deadly, too. But, <laughs> like, aluminum foil is, is something to be afeared of. <laughs> Yeah, Arrested was bad. I haven't seen anything like that in quite some time. Poor you. Did you say poor me? Poor you? Yeah. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, poor you. Jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's honestly just heartbreaking. Now I cannot make it sound unsarcastic. That's never mind me. Yeah, yeah. It, it's you know bad enough that the show had to be ruined by Jeffrey Tambor being an asshole. <laughs> I have no clue who that is, so I'm just gonna default to poor you. Uh, he he was a he was uh the dad uh, the the father on on Arrested Development, like the old bald guy, and ah, it came okay. out that he uh sexually harassed a bunch of people, got fired from um 
what was it transparent where he he played a cross dresser fucking wonderful that sounds like i hate him already yeah and then it turned and then like some i think it was jessica walters from arrested said like oh yeah and he was verbally abusive to me and made me cry on several occasions <laughs> and then uh all the idiot men on the on arrested came out and tried to defend the behavior and try to make it like God well it wasn't really it. A, as big of a deal as and then you're wasn't just sitting that there going bad like, for Ugh. us because he didn't harass us so it's fine Ugh. eh it wasn't it wasn't good no no it doesn't sound good but like it was straight men playing cross dressers when they're not it's it's like already a huge huge like I'm, i am a, like a red flag for me that's just not gonna fly and that last half of season five was so bad and so weirdly edited i almost am 100 percent certain that that whole debacle caused netflix to just go oh yeah no we've just got to yeah, finish this that. up and let it be done because we didn't doesn't help we didn't get a goodbye from Jason Bateman's character or his son. It's just like, oh, there they go. And you see like the stair car driving away in the distance. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so oh. bad. I think, oh my God, you guys think Suicide Squad was changed. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Anyway. I think Justice League was changed. <laughs> yeah, and you I know what? I could not go an episode without complaining, sorry. <sighs> It's okay. I just, I don't think mu the mustache gate of it all was the, the worst part of that, but I uh, anyway. do not quite agree, but sure. Oh, let's let's no, move on. <laughs> that was a symptom of a much deeper problem. Absolutely. Anyway, Black Adam. We've got, uh, blah, 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 blah. Frank. Yes, Hi, Frank. Frank. Anyway, <laughs> Black Adam, Frank. Uh, <laughs> my thing scrolled. Says The Rock has said that JSA members would be in Black Adam. It's very savvy of WB and DC to introduce new DC characters in Black Adam since The Rock is a huge draw at the box office. What members should slash would you guys want to see in Black Adam? Um, uh, supposing that we're, we're talking like old-timey JSA, like I want Alan Scott. Like I, 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 would, I would also want Jake Eric, but like that's with the Flash movie coming after this, that seems like not that likely. Uh, and and Hawkman, of course, seems seems logical because he's probably going to be locked up in some desert eventually. Like it seems like area wise, it's sort of uh, yeah. You could go Egypt and Kandar and Ken Kandok, Ken whatever the fuck it's called. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's usually my. There's a Q in there. I mean, what do I do with that? Uh, but that's no. I, I Alan Scott would be like the primary one I want to see whenever you talk JSA. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Hawkman is definitely the should. That's definitely yeah. who we should see. Alan Scott is that's definitely one that makes sense. That's not my wish list. Alan Scott is Sorry. definitely the right answer for who we would want to see. At least for me, absolutely hundred percent Alan Scott. It, Green Lantern, man, I like them all. I like all the Green Lanterns. Yeah. And, Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. So, I mean, if you're going JSA, yes. Uh, yeah, bring on the others, you know, J Johnny Thunder and Jay Garrick and Wildcat. Absolutely. Bring on these other characters. But I feel like with Hawkman, Hawk Girl, you need to get to the Hawks. And for JSA, got to be Green Lantern, Alan Scott. Mm hmm. Mm. I, I agree. The first person I put on my list was Alan Scott uh, because it, 
you know, it grows the universe in a way, uh, specifically setting up uh, possibilities with Green Lantern. Jay Garrick was second on that list because it instantly fleshes out the backstory for uh, for the Flash, and you could bring that in anywhere. Like you know, have Ezra go like, "Oh wait, there's mm. another guy. There was another guy out there apparently who was operating." Um, and Hawkman was number three. I also had Wildcat, but you know, I would also like to see Doctor Fate and uh, yeah, you know, that'd be a good one. Uh, uh, and the Spectre. Like I feel like Doctor Fate and the Spectre just need to be there because they need to establish a supernatural uh or more of a supernatural hold in this universe that could branch off into other franchises because you know i like to think in in those terms as well but you know what i'd really want to see is wonder woman leading the jsa that's interesting yeah like that would be very interesting but i feel like it would overshadow a lot of the movie same as like going all out on the jsa if you have the entire jsa there Mm -hmm. it's a jsa movie to me like we, I I know they're gonna want to focus on the Rock and Black Adam and that origin, whatever the fuck it's gonna be. So it's whatever they do with it, it's 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 not gonna be that JSA heavy. So I feel like we gotta like pick our favorites. Yeah, I you know I'm I'm I don't know what they're exactly going to do in Black Adam, but I wouldn't nope. mind I wouldn't mind seeing a a a story that goes you know over a long period of time we could actually hell they could do like a civil war situation wonder woman could be the villain of black adam oh interesting okay i have to ask which wonder woman do you mean gal gadot absolutely Uh, okay i'm on board i'm on board that's a freaking great idea (laughs) i want to see (laughs) wonder woman 3 whatever it's called be set in the present day but there's room for something Mm -hmm. With the JSA, be that in the past or the present day, I don't care which. Yeah, more of her. In, in between one and two, there's plenty of time. They've they've already. Uh, yes, that is a fantastic idea. They, uh, yeah. I, mean, I feel like they owe you money for that idea. So I. I don't <laughs> <laughs> but pay you know, us, damn it! I'll, if you, especially if you do Black Adam throughout the ages, and you have like you show him have various run-ins with different iterations of the JSA over the years, you could have him square off against Wonder Woman from time to time, and then also have you know a big uh, climax at the end where he's fighting her in you know present day, which is we haven't seen Wonder Woman post Justice League in forever. Um, and then when Wonder Woman meets Shazam, she inherently doesn't doesn't trust him right away because she thinks he's connected oh, to Black Adam. This is it's fucking brilliant. It's never gonna yeah. happen. It's never gonna happen. But I want a segment. <laughs> I want a segment in the '80s. Maybe they could even do it. In, uh, have a nod to it in 1984. I want to see Dinah's mom in the JSA. Sure, and that's why I asked which Ooh. which one you meant. But. Like who? Mm-hmm. Who you? Which, for the record, I'm on board with that as well. Maybe slightly less so. I like the other idea better. But it, it's a great idea. Great idea. All right. Well, on that note, I don't have anything else. Yeah, that was all your notes. You you just ran out after three hours or so. Oh, for the movie side, we still have TV. Yeah, we still have the TV. But <laughs> yeah, we, except, no, we're not you know. done at all. <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting right. started. Travis, come back here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate that we're, I'm just not going to edit any of that out. <laughs> 
We don't but, yeah. expect We're anything go to break. else from you. Eh? Eh? Going to that break? That was an ad. Yeah, there's an ad no coming up. Over. That we have yeah. no control over. I'm sorry if it's Trump. We told Spreaker no on that. Don't know if they actually oh, do it. Good job. Good job. <laughs> All right. I saw I saw a lot of people complaining about this, and I, I just I, I don't I don't necessarily get it. Um, Brandon McKnight has been uh, upped to series regular on the Flash. He plays uh, Chester P. Runk, a science genius who ended up opening a black hole in Star City during his uh, live stream experiment. And he's kind of become sort of like I see a lot of people complaining that he's Cisco light and uh, thinking that Cal- Carlos is, uh, Valdez is leaving the show. And I don't think he is. Have have we gotten any confirmation that he's leaving? I thought we had confirmation that he was not, in fact, leaving. There was a lot of rumors of that last year at, before the end of the season as well with him losing his powers. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I even think while well, Brent was still on DC TV, they talked about that. Uh, I kind of think that he's a perfect character. The Flash is one of the... I haven't kept up with all the DC CW shows since Crisis, but Flash is one of them, and I really enjoy him. I think that uh, his humor is great, and I got no complaints. I've seen some people say he's Curtis Light, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't get that as well. And Flash hasn't lost any of team, of his like original Team Flash members, and this is pretty late in the game, considering Supergirl, Arrow, Legends, they've all lost original members. But Flash, this is like we're in uncharted territory for it to get this line without losing any people. I mean, does Arrow really count? I mean, he got to like season six before Quentin left, and yeah, okay, Laurel, but uh, Katie Cassidy was still around. Roy. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I, I guess I wasn't thinking of Roy as one of the original people he worked with, but no, I'll, I'll grant you that. Of course, the listeners can't see, but I'm doing a fist pump right now. <laughs> you know, but, 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 you know what? <laughs> I retract that because Roy came back. Roy came uh, back. For, for two one-episode stints before the eighth season. Oh, so he did come back. Got it. Perfect. It, <laughs> but your, your point is valid. Flash has not had a major casting shakeup. And there was all these rumors last year of Carlos leaving the show. And then it, everybody thought it must be happening. They're clearly writing off his powers. And then it came back and yeah. we're like, oh, he's here to stay. You know, the monitor just gave him his powers back. Well, that was only for one episode. But still, I, I, I agree with people that Chester does feel like a Carlos replacement. That said, mm. I like Chester. I like the character. But I, I don't see how there's room for them both. That's my biggest hang up about it. Hmm. I think you're pretty much right there. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I, I don't really see him as a Carlos replacement, but I also they are sort of the same archetype. But I could I could see them getting on each other's nerves and a lot of fun oh, that between would be fun. those two characters. But without his powers, Cisco is just the tech guy. I mean he's I the, mean I wouldn't go that far either. But uh, the, he's got his powers back. No, he doesn't. Does he not? No. I thought he did. Go, I, may, I don't know where you are in the show, but spoiler, he does not have his powers. They made it pretty clear after Crisis. He had them for the Crisis, and that was it. Uh, okay. it, was pretty, it was pretty disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought he had, but I guess I have... Uh, I'm, I think I'm caught up, because he was out of town. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, he was out of town, so Chester could come have his trial. <laughs> yeah, which, I, you know, I don't... He cannot have his powers. Whatever. Uh they they seem to have a lot of fun. Like the, the show has done a really good job of every new character they bring in. They make that per they, they make everyone uh, work. Their chemistry is always really good, 
Sure. And sure. even when I go like, eh, I don't like initially I'm like, eh, I don't like this version of Wells. By the time that version of Wells goes away, I'm sad that he's going away because I enjoyed him, you know, or Yeah, but that's you know, Wells and I Tom still want Julian back. on another level. That was an example. I know. I like I know. I'm, I'm, I'm 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 Miss uh, uh, Julian. Is that his name? Uh, <laughs> guy from yeah. Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> oh yeah. The right person. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I I admit I was actually just looking up because I couldn't remember his name on the show. <laughs> Tom, yeah. Tom Felton, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Tom Felton. Yeah. 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 When I was watching The Flash, my girlfriend came in and was like, "Boo, Malfoy!" And <laughs> at this time, I don't think I watched any of the Harry Potters. I mm-hmm. have, she has since made me sit down and watch them all. Good, they're, they're good not movies. All bad, but they're uh, not all bad. <laughs> yeah, no, but the yeah, movies are yeah, not. I, I don't miss. Oh, great! I don't miss him saying Sherlock anymore. I can promise you that. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that was a a, a grating running gag. <laughs> they ran that right into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Um, but no, I look forward to this guy. I like his energy. Uh, I like, uh, I like what he's bringing to the table. And I think they do a generally fairly good job of rounding out these characters and making them different from each other. I guess I can see a little bit of the quirkiness of Curtis in him, but he doesn't, he didn't scream Curtis at me, uh, until people started bringing it up. And I was like, eh, I guess maybe, maybe, but you know, all, all, all of these shows have different, uh, variations on the same archetypes and and yeah. he was i guess it just doesn't bother me he was great in the last episode the gorilla grot episode he was fantastic and so if, oh if yeah that's he was what great. he's gonna yeah. be like okay yeah sign him up yeah i'm down uh i en- i enjoy all these types of you know i enjoy seeing any new character come in and seeing what they can do and it's exciting to see that they're bringing in uh, more series regulars because I hate when they bring in people and you get to know them and then they just like write them out. Like uh, a perfect example is Samantha from Supergirl. I was so bummed out when she wasn't on the show because they like built her up to be like best friends with Kara, like and and Lena, and then all of a sudden she's gone. <laughs> just like that sucks. We didn't even have like a real explanation of what happened to her except that she just moved. Moved to Metropolis is all we know, and I, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. Her daughter was kind of annoying, but I thought I thought Agreed. Sam was great on the show. You know, Rain was awesome, and she's gone. I would, I would very, mu- I would pay money to find out what happened behind the scenes if that was the original plan for that show, because the way they were building it up, we were certain. Jason and I both were certain Samantha was going to wind up dying, sacrificing herself, and Alex was going to adopt that kid. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, you're not the only one there on that. No, I thought the same thing, and I'm glad it didn't happen because that kid was annoying. <laughs> because she I, always, I, because I, she I do always agree. ran into danger. Because she always <laughs> ran into danger. She was whiny too. It was it was a whole thing. She was not a good actress. Oh, I, see, I'm not even going to blame the actress. I mean, she was young. She's learning. That's fine. Just the character. That's fine, yeah. The character was boring. Well, there's that too. <laughs> I'm not saying it's her fault. I mean, you can't help being a kid. Not everyone's Ron Howard. You can't be like a great actor right out of the gate. And even he was bad in the pilot of of of, uh, of Andy Griffith. So, what do you want? She was no William. Oh, God. don't get me started on William. No, I like William. He's cool. <laughs> he got better, but like those initial like be- beats where he was like 
you know, where's the bad man? He's like yeah. pointing at his dad. I'm like, dude, you're like younger. 15. Uh, you're like 15 years old, dude. You're I was like, like, so old. I thought your dad saved your life literally like a couple months ago. <laughs> He's like, can't be that bad. <laughs> All right. So also, uh, Kayla Compton is being up to series regular. Uh, she's been playing um, Allegra Garcia. I wish they'd chosen a different name. I know it comes from the comics, but I just every time they say her name, I just hear that. That medication commercial in my head for Allegra. <laughs> I thankfully am familiar with that. <sighs> we don't I, really have drug commercials here, and so I don't yes, really yeah. know. <laughs> I don't really know what Allegra is. Well, you know, you that's nice for you, but also you do miss out because you you don't get to look at your your partner as it's like experience life again outside may cause anal bleeding, <laughs> you know, dry mouth, all these horrible like litany of terrible things that happen to these people who are quote unquote living their life again. Oh god, <laughs> that's, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. Hair loss, heart palpitations. <laughs> Go outside. Nope, 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 nope. I'll stay. I'll stay right here in my bed. Uh, it's fine. I'll be ill forever. It's it's okay. <sighs> mm-hmm. So Allegra. But, yeah, Allegra. <laughs> uh, I'm okay with the character. I don't. I don't hate her or anything. I like her. She's all right. You know, she's. Um, I like how she's sort of kind of been holding iris's feet to the fire a little bit on on what she believes and the actions she takes and uh i'm interested to see what what's going on with her and nash but that's for me when she really got interesting like i Mm -hmm. i i haven't disliked her she doesn't bother me like the way characters in other shows do i don't begrudge her existence on the show but she didn't really start to get (laughs) interesting until the nash connection yeah for me it was just like i kept staring going like oh yes you again Oh, yes, you again. Are you a thing now? Are you on the show? (laughs) I was waiting for her to do some reporting things, like some journalistic things, but it didn't seem like that was happening. But I like what you said. I like what they're going with Nash and her. I think that's Mm -hmm. probably the best way to go for this character. I'm wondering, with her and Camilla, are these like set up to... I don't think Daniel Panabaker is going to go forever, but she is having a kid pretty soon. So That's I true. would imagine that she might take a step back from the first half of next season even. Mm-hmm. Just, so I'll just be interested to see if they're going to push those two characters to the forefront to cover for her absence. Yeah, it does feel like they've been kind of playing the angle of letting Killer Frost kind of do her own thing for a minute and let Caitlin take the, the back seat. Mm. So, you know, Frost might want to get out there and do something. Go away from the show. Yeah, they'll just Sounds they'll just problem. have Frost want to go on a vacation, and that will solve that problem. Yeah. Go to Metrop- Go to Metropolis, like all the characters apparently do that. <laughs> Metropolis is the C- is the CW <laughs> purgatory where characters just go to disappear. <laughs> Not to disappear. There's a show coming. How can you say that? <laughs> Brent, you're going to be looking for Diggle, Green Lantern Diggle, every Superman episode. <laughs> I'm going to be seeing them on HBO instead. We'll find out. It's like, send everyone to Metropolis. Superman and Lois need side characters to make the show interesting. <laughs> oh. Uh. oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Tyler Hecklin's too much like classic Superman. <laughs> He's too bland. <laughs> 
Oh no, sorry. they're doing Superman four, the quest for peace, but in a new yeah, no, let's let's hope Whoa. that never Dude, happens. I would I would I would watch that. That was I my favorite a- one of Christopher Reeves movies. <laughs> <laughs> At what age? I'm serious. Uh, young we don't need it doesn't matter <laughs> it's the one i it was, had a copy of ah it's yeah. the one that it's the one that it's the only <laughs> it's the only physical copy you have and it's by your bed isn't it it's on your bed stand it, it would be if i had a physical copy but i can't bring myself to do that that's gross <laughs> he, he i even own a physical, physical media copy. <laughs> the nuclear man man come on he, he was yes. the greatest villain yes. that ever became Superman lore. Yeah, no, obviously. <laughs> hey, when when I was a kid, when I was real little, and I mean real little, that was my favorite one because it was the only one where he fought someone like him, except for Superman two. But they weren't really like him; they were like in Kryptonian garb. Like I wanted, like I thought it was cool that it was a Superman clone who had been made, you know, in the sun. He had a costume. He did. That was, you know, 90% of the appeal for me. Like, I, that was like three. Eh, fair <laughs> enough. Looking back, he looks like he belongs in a Arnold Schwarzenegger 80s movie. But <laughs> yes. I'm right there with you guys. When I was young, I enjoyed that and Batman Forever. So I like how you say that like it's a negative thing. I, I don't... Uh, Appreciate Come on, young, this is young Travis's taste anymore. This is the er- no, I mean the, the Schwarzenegger comment. This is the era of nostalgia for people like us. We have to look back and go, yay, things were shitty and great. Especially with all those like new action movies they're putting out now that they're sixty and seventy. I'm like, guys, you just gotta give it a rest. Last action Another- hero part two. Where is it? <laughs> Another Rambo movie. Enough's no. enough. No, I'm on board. <laughs> No, I I was sad that I didn't get to go see the new Rambo movie. I I know it's probably racist and all sorts of ridiculous crap, but I'm just like, no, I want to see what this senile old man is doing now. Like, uh, I want to see all the craziness. Like, yeah, what it, is it, this? I shit mean, it show? almost convinced me to go back and watch however many of the previous installments. So, like, it's it's effective in that sense, I suppose. If I actually went out and paid for the movies, but like I, you know, I I do that sometimes when a new thing comes out, and I'm like, oh, I've been meaning to watch that franchise for like forever. It's fine, I'll get around to it. So marketing wise, mm. it's it's smart. Yeah. All right. You you guys want to talk about Legends of Tomorrow? Sure. Because I'm a little sad here. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Routh was on uh, Rosenbaum's podcast, and he said that basically. Um, they did tell him before they started production for this new season, but he says that them telling him and his wife they were being written out of the show was not handled well. That's a quote. It was not handled well. And it has been something my wife and I are both still working through. <clears throat> Dave, he is still working through it. Uh, I want to say before the first episode, he was commenting on uh, IG posts telling him that it wasn't his decision. He was sad. Yeah. Mm. So he, I don't think he still worked through it. And I think it's a terrible decision. Uh, clearly, he doesn't want to leave the show. I'm thinking it has something to do with budget because I kind of mm. want to say that Brandon Wright is probably up there, if not the top paid yeah. actor on that show, considering what he was coming with compared to the rest of the cast. Well, you know, not that they wouldn't say this anyway, but they were like the writers or the one of the producers, I think it was Phil Klimmer came out and said that they felt like his their story had come to a natural close and they didn't want to keep, you know, pushing that character if he didn't have anything to do. 
And it's true that I've been looking at the show for a while going, what is Ray doing exactly? He's not like he's being the Atom. He's not shrinking nope. from week to week. He's not in costume. He's just sort of being goofy on the ship. And that's really fun for me. But what are we doing here? Yeah. But I like Brandon Ralph, and I think everyone who listens to the show knows how I feel about Courtney Ford. <laughs> um, really sad to see her go. But um, <laughs> you got those Roger, way I could have said that. You got those Roger Rabbit hard eyes coming out now. I do. I do. Um, yeah, I'm sad to see him go, though. I, I hate that he's taking it so hard. And I also read his comments about how he felt about uh when he lost superman all those years ago and mm. god I just feel so bad for the guy i mean it's a little bit different because to be fair he was he at least played this character for like five years but uh, we'll, yeah. we'll have to grade when we see his final episode but it, it feels like he's being i don't know just pushed aside but we, we talked about this on the last fans actually a little bit i think the show is making a making an effort to move towards basically non CGI required powers, like more practical mm-hmm. effects. I mean, if you look at the the bulk of their cast now, it's all pure practical stuff. It's all physical fight, like hand to hand fighting. They're moving away from superpowers and what superpowers they do show, they heavily de-emphasize them. Yeah. Better watch out. Nate. You're going to be next. <laughs> Why? He doesn't use his powers. He's fine. Yeah. They never, they never have him use them. They never do. Just like well, Ray. That's what happened to Ray, and then they eventually pushed him to the side. That happened to Ray in season two, though. I mean, in that case, Nate's got three more years. He'll be fine. But they—they <laughs> they did. Well, I mean, Firestorm didn't have that long. <laughs> no, they did the same thing in season two. The Firestorm. They kept cut. They would find the stupidest reasons to keep Jackson Martin uh, separated, and I do mean the mm-hmm. stupidest reasons. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And they would go. They would go on separate parties in every mission, and you're like, okay, let's separate our most powerful uh, legend. <laughs> yeah, the two people who are worthless by themselves—they'll never see it coming. It, <laughs> but all they do is fine. But if you think about it, okay, so they've been de-emphasizing Adam. They hardly ever have steel. They got rid of Firestorm. Who else do they have with actual like they, powers? Yeah. Well, they turned. Uh, Amaya's character into Charlie in that where she barely uses power. She shapeshifts, shapeshifts, which they always which do off really, screen. Which is very which, easy to show even if they don't. I don't think it's anywhere near like her vixen powers, which I actually enjoyed how they put that out there for it's basically like live action. Constantine, right? He's about the only one mm-hmm. and all of his end yeah. up being draw a circle on the floor and talk in some other language. Which I'm okay with. I just, <laughs> but it's not. They're getting rid of. I mean, maybe it's because their cast is so big, but they're getting rid of all the yeah. CGI, like required CGI. Yeah, that's that's definitely a thing they're doing. And what I've I've been hoping for, and with this season, it seems like they're moving towards a little bit. It seems like this season they're focusing on kind of wrapping up Constantine's show a little bit. Yeah, and. What I would like to see them do is one, just like did, did, did any of you guys ever read um, the uh, Exiles from Marvel Comics? Which one? I love that book. The the, uh, the one where you have Nocturne and Blink and uh, oh hell yes, all yes. of those. Love that. It was like sliders, but through parallel dimensions. That is what I want for Legends of Tomorrow, and and it does require people to be killed off. People to stay behind, you know, find happiness somewhere, leave, you know, whatever. Go back to their time, go back to their et cetera, et cetera. 
I want to see Legends of Tomorrow do more of that, and I want them to tell, you know, arcs that are either retellings of DC Universe uh, comics or or just things that fill, uh, arcs that fill out the the DCCW. So I know what they're doing with Brandon Ralph and Courtney Ford is really what I've been wanting. I'm just sad that he, that that they don't feel like it was handled well, and I'm sad that you know, they're somewhat heartbroken over the entire situation. I have a question for you guys. Do you think that he'll come back for any episodes now that he feels this way? Because I mean, we got Jack's return for the season finale of last I season three, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, like down the line, maybe they'll ask him to come back. Maybe the legends will come recruit him for a two part episode. Do you think he would be down for that? Because I'm thinking because the way they handle this and he's been open about it, how he mm-hmm. hasn't liked the way they handled it. I don't know if he'll just, openly just come right back if they need him he said on rosenbaum's podcast that he basically will cross that bridge when he comes to it so he wasn't willing to Mm -hmm. say no i'm done with this never but he also wasn't saying absolutely i'm there anytime and i couldn't tell from the like listening to it was he just trying to avoid spoilers or is that i mean was he because it just felt like he was dancing around the question a little bit but i honestly my hunch is that yes he will come back because even if he feels like his exit was handled poorly, he was very clear how much the cast and crew mean to him. And yeah, I think yeah. he wouldn't pass up the opportunity to come back and work with them again. Yeah, it sounded no, more sad than angry. There's not I don't I'm, like there's some hard feelings of course, but it's not it doesn't seem to be like oh screw them I'm never coming back. It's it's just like a bit more moderate than that and just, you know, sad for himself that he, he he had to leave and how it was handled and he called it traumatic so it's, it's, it's a bit bit dramatic but you know it's it's doesn't seem like he's he's cut that out of his life or anything yeah depending I, on the episode count they could reach their 100th episode next season so who knows mm-hmm. that, that seems like a time for to bring back all the original legends oh sure I, I can't I can't imagine aside from saying hey congratulations we're giving you your own Adam show <laughs> I can't imagine like a way for them to write him out that would be handled well to the person who was being written out you know what I mean Yeah okay even if they're like bring uh, he said they talked to him before production so as they gave him what did he give ten months I mean he was he was fired to, to effectively know? fired. I mean, technically, yeah. it's like contract wasn't renewed. But no, who's going to feel good about that? It's not like when Stephen Amell was leaving and he knew it was coming, but it was his choice. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, can we? Can you do one more season? <laughs> Please? He's like, he's, he's like they, backed the, they backed the Brinks truck up to my house and gave me more money than I made in any of the other seasons. So, yeah, I said, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, how did he put it? To, to say no would be irresponsible? Yeah, it would have been. Finan- financially, financially irresponsible. And I'm glad they did that, but... Yeah. I mean, I they're not going to do that for Brandon Routh, I'm sorry. So... No. Yeah. Who, who started on Arrow. Just putting that out there. It did. It all comes yeah. back to Arrow for you. It's, it's strange how much... They act like they've forgotten that he started on Arrow, too. <laughs> well, well, Brant said he was here for five years, and I was just thinking, uh, six, he started on Arrow a year before. Mm-hmm. Well, this year isn't over yet, so I was rounding. <laughs> all right uh we got green canary and the canaries uh green arrow and the canaries what did i say green canary you said green canary green arrow and the canaries if you hadn't said that you could have edited out but now you have to leave it in 
Oh yep. no, yeah, no, I don't, I don't like to edit. That's not a thing I'd, we I'd do. I'd rather on this point show. out my. Yeah, I'd. I mean, it, it's actually done more than you think it is, but <laughs> way less than it should be. <laughs> All right. So, Charlie Barnett, who plays John Diggle Jr., he has been cast in an NBC pilot. It's called Ordinary Joe, and um. It's going to center on three parallel lives of a guy named Joe Kimbrough. He's not playing Joe Kimbrough, by the way. And um, it's three parallel lives of Joe Kimbrough coming to a major turning point in his life. Each of the three stories will be based on one decision he might make, boiled down in the series description as love, loyalty, or passion. The last part of this description makes me think it's going to be picked up. The (laughs) basic premise of it, though, like, like, the last half sounds like This Is Us. The first half sounds like uh, that show that Jason Isaacs was on that got canceled. It sounds uh, oh, that's what I was just thinking of. Oh, the show where his in one reality his wife dies and in the other reality his kid dies. What was that called? Yeah, um, I like that show. I don't remember. The premise was intriguing as hell, and I wanted to watch it, but then it got canceled, and I went, eh, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I love Jason Isaacs. Anyway, that has nothing to do with this. I'm just saying it might actually interfere with Green Arrow and the Canaries if it comes up. And Mark Guggenheim says they'll hear something in May as to whether or not that gets picked up. So I, I don't think it's looking good, looking good for that show why, as much, why as, would you as, much say as I want it to be there. Because of it's like this character going off and find this character, this actor going off and finding work. Although I think you could make an argument for him to be like the big bad second in command type deal, just a person that's there for half a season because mm-hmm. of the way that backdoor pilot ended. Yeah. Okay. But still, we haven't heard anything. Uh, Beth Schwartz is putting out cryptic tweets saying like this year's gonna this year's gonna suck. Apparently. That was only yesterday, I think. So uh, mm. I'm just, I'm just not confident. In, I want it to be picked up so bad. I'm just not confident, considering how they picked up Superman and Lois without even having a backdoor pilot or a pilot, and they had, didn't do the same for this. It just makes me think, especially picking up Star Girl, that their yeah. quota, quota for DC shows on CW are filled. I hope I'm wrong. I really do because, like, I want it. Also, guiltily, I think you could do a. a Kevin Smith quiver run on Green Arrow and the Canaries for a full season. Yeah. But that's just my guilty hoping that happens. <laughs> well, Green Arrow and the Canaries had, what was it? The Wasn't it the highest rated episode of season eight? Not related to yeah. Crisis, yes. Like, not, not counting the yeah. Crisis episode. For the record, that show, uh, Jason Isaac's show was called Awake. Awake. That was it. He'd go to sleep and he'd wake up in the other reality. Um, mm-hmm. he, here's why I'm not concerned at this point about the show. One, Superman and Lois and whatever the other show that got picked up straight to season because they did it with two of them. It's like the first time in, what, a decade or whatever since the CW has done that. Like, they don't they do not do that. That's not a regular occurrence. So, Green Arrow and the Canary not being picked up yet is not abnormal at all. Like we, we, Uh if, if if you remove Superman and Lois, we wouldn't be thinking anything of not having heard about Green Arrow and the Canaries. Add to that the success that this universe has had on this network. I see no, now I wouldn't expect it to get a full 23 episodes, but I honestly, honestly think it is going to get some, some sort of shorter episode count. Like 
mm-hmm. Legends of Tomorrow or even shorter like Black Lightning. I genuinely believe that's going to happen. If I'm wrong, okay, I'm wrong. But I right now, I'm not worried about it. They have already thankfully been pushing in that direction with all of these shows going to a shorter episode count. And I'm really happy with that. Yeah. I just, I there's so much filler in 23 episodes. Mm-hmm. It might make it feasible for me to actually keep up with all these shows because I'm I'm like two years behind on most of them. Well, no, because no. they're going to double the amount of series yeah. they they produce. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. But oh well. I'll, I'll, WB I'll WB owns half of the CW. I think half of it. Maybe I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I think it's half with CBS. I want to say. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So I could see WB like pushing them to take that. Uh, they would want as much of their con- their own content <laughs> on that network as possible. Well, yeah, because they're getting those shows on HBO Max. Like Batwoman is going is not going to Netflix; it's going straight to HBO Max. Green Arrow, Green Arrow, and the Canaries will also would be going to HBO Max. And this is a relatively cheap way for them to get content for the streaming service. And everything matters when it can help the streaming service. Mm-hmm. We don't. We're not going to get that streaming service. Yes, you are. So, It'll just be four months behind. DC Universe, no, on the other hand, eh. no. In all seriousness, if you don't get if if you don't get HBO Max, HBO Max is dead. They can't afford not to go yeah. worldwide. Yeah, I agree with that. We're, we're not getting HBO Max. Brand is already like put out there, but uh, I want to say Crave TV streaming service will get all the new HBO DC content come to it so i'm pretty sure they're paying hbo a substantial price to get that stuff so you are mm-hmm. so you're getting the content not the service not the service but the service is getting licensing money for the content yeah. yes that's what i would assume you're good then you still have access yeah <laughs> it, you still have no. legal access let me be clear about that not counting <laughs> not counting torrents and stuff like that you're fine but they can't it can't be like dc universe where no one nobody else gets it but the u.s Oh, that will not succeed for sure if it's like that. Yeah. Now, I. What do you guys think is the? Uh, we've sort of have this now with Star Girl. Um, I mean, of course, with Crisis, we have like pretty much everything's connected, like everything. But Star Girl is debuting on DC Universe first on May 11th, and then CW the day after. Do you think that they're going to just start taking shows in that universe, in the CW universe, Earth Prime, whatever you want to call it, and start just throwing it on DC Universe? or uh, HBO Max or whatever if CW doesn't pick it up. Ah, that's tough. Uh, that's that's tough. Uh, Stargirl is a weird position because, like, Berlanti mm-hmm. is still over the DCU shows also. Like, it's not... So, I mean, you do have the connection through him, but Stargirl didn't start as a CW... Like, Supergirl, CW passed on, and then CBS picked it up. And then it ended mm-hmm. up back on... Stargirl isn't that way. Stargirl wasn't passed on by the CW. It started at DC Universe, and then they worked out this deal. you got to assume directly through Berlanti's connections to both sides of the business. They worked out this deal to do this DC Universe, the next day CW, the next day after that the CW app, I believe. Um, it, it, I don't know. I don't think Stargirl is a canary in the coal mine there of that particular situation. I mean, as someone who likes them to be connected, I'm not against it. I just don't... I don't. Maybe in hindsight, we'll look at Stargirl as a start, but right now, I don't see it. Okay. If I had DC Universe app, I'd be a little pissed at the way that they're working this out because you yeah. only get one day exclusiveness, and then you're losing. Especially after two days, it'll go to that free 
CWC uh, app. I don't know. We don't get that. I still want to know, is it the same cut? Is it because DC Universe, mm-hmm. the episodes vary in length. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a lot of them are longer than what they would put on the CW. So they're going to cut stuff out. I, I, I have DC Universe, Travis, so I will watch it on there. And then I will probably try and watch the CW version also just to see if there's like if I can find differences. And I will listen to see what your thoughts are on that because <laughs> here's the thing. I I have DC Universe. I will watch it on DC Universe and be glad that I don't have to watch those stupid ads for freaking pepper and cinnamon that play five or six times in a row on the oh. CW. They still don't know how to do their their app, man. They're still playing the same crappy like their their commercials are just the worst. But you don't have to have a cable login for it. That's the advantage of their. I agree, but you don't have to even have a cable login to right. use their app. And I mean that's great, but and just to be clear, I won't do that. Yeah, it is free. I won't do that with every episode, but I want to do it with the first one. Mm-hmm. Dave, 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 you've got it made too well in the United States for streaming services to be complaining about that. Oh, I'll complain. <laughs> I'll I can't complain. even access it. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't complain. I have a I have a plugin on my browser that lets me skip those commercials. <laughs> oh, Travis, of you just need to learn what a VPN is and go from there. Yeah, I know, Brent. I just don't really want to go through that hassle. Oh, you don't want to pay for you it. You can find it out the back of a truck. <laughs> <laughs> They're called home That's movies. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We're- we we got a uh, a first look at this pilot script, the the title page for Superman and Lois, and it's it looks like the story is written by Greg Berlanti and Todd Helbing, and we've got it. The, the director is uh, Lee Tolan Krieger, who is known for Deadly Class and mainly Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and Riverdale. Are you guys familiar with those shows? I've seen Riverdale. No. Yeah, I had to stop watching Riverdale because it was so awful. No, I, I, I'm telling you, it gets batshit crazy, but it is hilarious. Like it, it, it's a, it, it's a frame of mind. It's a frame of mind when you're watching Riverdale. I watch it on Netflix. No, I, I don't care. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. Like it, you're definitely laughing at it. Let's be clear. But well, like season one was actually a compelling mystery. Season two got so batshit crazy. I was just annoyed by it and about halfway through season three i was like this is like a will ferrell movie like a latter day will ferrell movie where they've done they've just gotten so insane that i'm not even laughing anymore i just want it to end so and then when they started announcing spinoffs i just said i'm done i mean basically the guy that it's it's very (laughs) obvious the guy that plays archie really wanted to be a superhero and i don't know Uh what his name is but he really wanted to play a superhero and the show is ridiculous so i I couldn't tell you what episodes, though, that this guy directed. So I, I, I watch it on Netflix and I move on to whatever the next show I'm going to binge is when I don't have my quote-unquote real shows. So yeah, I don't know. And I haven't seen Deadly Class. I've read a little bit of the comic, but I haven't seen any of the mm-hmm. shows, so I can't comment on that. Now, I will say for – I haven't seen Sabrina, but for Riverdale, man, everything that I've just said about how bad it is, that's all writing. The, di- the direction has always been really good, so – <laughs> right, like, and they're the, it looks pretty. They're not right. Like I mean, okay, Berlanti technically is Riverdale is a Berlanti show, but mm-hmm. I, I they know what show they're making. Riverdale knows what it is, and they know it is not the same thing. I mean, the closest it has in the DCCW would be what Legends, and yeah. even that they're radically different still. 
Well, they just went backwards to me. Like, Legends <laughs> started out bad and got <gasps> fun when they figured out what they were. <laughs> I'm going to respectfully disagree. I know you disagree. <laughs> I, I know you guys disagree. I just, you know, maybe I would have liked the first season of Legends more if it wasn't for Vandal Savage. I hated him so much. I, I can't go with you. I can't go with you. Enjoy your island. No, you're not on an island. In, the, in this one, that is by far the popular opinion. I just don't agree with Yeah. <laughs> but the most I've liked Vandal Savage was when he was playing Jenga in Hell with Ray. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. That one got a laugh out of me. But it... The, no, because then Legends... They, Legends treats itself like a joke now, and uh-huh. the, when they get like when they get serious, they really can still do it. But it's so few and far between, and it just. I, I watched the show, but and I will always watch the show because there's no way something in this universe is going to happen without me having seen it. But right, I'm just like ah, season one. You were so much better, ah. mm. and everyone else is like yeah. season one sucked. You're so much better now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, there was so much, there was so much time devoted to, uh, in every episode to, uh, to, to Jax and, uh, Martin explaining their power to each other in the same way over, like, it's just every episode. I'm like, yes, yes. We both know that you have a psychic connection. Stop mentioning it. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not without any criticisms. <laughs> I'll, have I'll you forgotten. I'll agree with Dave on that one because especially when both Jax and Ray were going after Kendra and Stein was like, oh, I feel him. He's in pain. Oh, he's humiliated. Oh, he's embarrassed. I'm like, this is not necessary at all. Yeah. And what's even worse is like every, it seemed like every episode, there was a point where, where Victor Garber has to take Jax aside and says, or have you forgotten that I feel everything you feel? Like, no, no, none of us have forgotten. People who don't watch the show know this now because it's just echoed, reverberated throughout the cosmos. We get it. But I tell All you right. one thing. We got powers in that first season. We got powers. Mm-hmm. We did. We Yeah. That's fair. I'll give you that. <laughs> they, they weren't doing the hero season one thing. <laughs> Where you see someone power up, you're like, oh, shit, it's about to go down. And they go to commercial and they come back and like the fight is over. <laughs> <laughs> Well, son of a bitch. I thought we were going to see something. Anyway. Uh, I, uh, I, with with country restrictions, I'm not sure. Has anyone here seen Doom Patrol? Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I gotta say, Do I particularly you think enjoyed I that. Brant reviewing it. <laughs> Alright, everyone's speaking at once. What happened? <laughs> I particularly enjoyed Brant having to review that because each week you, he sounded more and more sad. And yeah, I never reviewed the final episode. I left the show before <laughs> that final right. episode. Oh. I do remember that. I do remember you hated it. <laughs> Poor it's thing. Not for me. And I was, I did enjoy that too. I enjoyed that you hated it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone in that. <laughs> I, I get why people like it. I get it. It's just not for me. And I get I, it. I, I'll just say that that final episode may have been the worst episode of the show for me. And I know how much people loved it, and I get it, and I'm not even going to bother with season two. It's not for me. And as I've made a point of saying, not everything has to be for me. No. And that's fine. It doesn't. I not now. Not now. <laughs> well, see, the the problem, the, the worst thing about you not liking it to me is I don't get to hear you whine about how you don't like it. Because that was the <laughs> most, that, that was one of the, <laughs> I enjoyed it so much. 
hearing you complain about it. And I don't know. It seemed like Ray took such umbrage that it yes, was just, oh my God. It was just, it was a really entertaining podcast. You could see it. Every, you could hear it every episode. He would be like a little bit hopeful starting off that Brent liked the episode. And then with his five minutes of conversation, he was like, I'd be so like, oh, excited when there was something I actually liked. I'd be so, I'd be oh. like, oh, that part was so great. <laughs> I love Doom Patrol. I love season like, one. Giant rats making out with giant hamsters or whatever the fuck it was at the end. And ah, uh, <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, it was just but, okay for me. It was kind of like uh, Legends on steroids or or crack, maybe to yeah. me. It was like ten times where where Legends go. Yeah, but yeah. Legends, I I enjoy way less for some reason. Like it's, I think there's a lot more pathos in in doom patrol just like there's still really heartfelt dramatic like the people are actually fucked up and and like legends really has gotten to take itself like a joke and i I just couldn't stick with it forever so it's you know what mm -hmm. doom patrol showed you powers you showed yeah like they at least would show you the powers and they would show you the different like you would see all the different crazy janes and you would see the girl that became a blob, Elastigirl, I couldn't remember her name for a second. Like, you would see, see that stuff. And, I mean, at least they saw, and even Mr. Negative Man name, I can't remember, I really don't remember this show very much. But Negative Negative Man, Man, like, you would, you would see it, though, right? Or, Mr. Nobody's flying around, like, the spirit of him, like, flying around. He was a character I did like, for the record. Like, you would actually see their powers. Like, I never felt like they were holding back to save the budget. And you do get that on Legends. Yeah, I I didn't feel like Doom Patrol... Like, for me, Doom Patrol was like... They showed us a lot of the zaniness of the DC Universe. Like, not all of it, but they gave us a good, like... A good prep for, like, how crazy the DC Universe can actually get. Um, Because, you know, if you know a lot of the comics, DC gets weird as hell. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. No, definitely. Sure. So, yeah, it wasn't whole hog or anything. They just gave us, you know, just the tip, just, just for a minute, tip. That's right. just to see how it feels. <laughs> and I was, you know, I felt it fine. I liked it. I <laughs> When you get you the Alan Tudyk. That metaphor. <laughs> it's okay. The tip worked for you. We get it. You know, the yeah. tip just didn't work for me the same right. way it did for you. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I love DC, so I, you know, for future reference, DC doesn't have to just splash around in the shallow wind. I am glad but- that the show got renewed for all the people who like it. I am like I, yeah. You, you know, there are some people who will say, "Oh, I hate it. The show shouldn't exist." And I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say I'm not going to watch it. And I have questioned: Should I have an annual DC Universe pass, or should I be just paying monthly with like when Titans is on or Star Wars yeah. is on? And I went ahead and renewed it for the uh. second year because it gave me the same first year deal that I got, where it made it cheap enough that if I just get Titans and Stargirl out of it, that's assuming I like Stargirl, but I, it's cool that it got renewed. You know, it's, it's a cool thing. And I like them in their Titans episode, which was effectively a backdoor pilot because they immediately said, but it won't be on the same universe or won't be in the same world. I I like them there. It's just clearly, clearly for me, I need like very little doses and doom patrol for me. It was, you know, the tip, the shaft and too much. (laughs) (laughs) didn't they show doom patrol and titans being as separate 
uh, worlds, Earths, yeah. at yeah. the end of Crisis. And everybody acted yeah. like yeah. that was yeah. new information. It's like they told us that for, during Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. They did. Did they tell us in the actual show, no, or did no, they just tell the creators? They, the creators, like the producers, told us during that they're not designing them to be the same, and that you know right. they recasted two or three people, and incl- including the chief. Are you? It was yeah. just the chief. Well, it that was, it was great, the chief, was and then Mister Nobody <laughs> was like the body was played by someone different in the Titans. Mm. I didn't even remember him. Remember him being in Titans? Yeah, it was yeah, episode four of Titans season one, I believe. I, yeah, I mean, I remember the episode. I just don't remember him. Yeah, being I don't there. remember him. I don't remember him being there either. Day either. Mm. Are you talking yeah. about Negative Man? Maybe I am talking about Negative Man. Yeah, that's what I oh, get them okay. confused. Man. I okay. get them confused. So maybe I am talking about Negative Man, the, the Mummy guy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Negative oh, okay. Man. That's Negative Man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so not that Brent will care, but Samantha Ware has been cast in season two. <laughs> Wish she'll be in an. She'll be in multiple episodes as one of Crazy Jane's personalities. That's that's neat. Ooh. Just getting more of her personalities, I'm I'm all in. It's fine. That's Absolutely. Good. I think she was a standout character of of the se- first season, in my opinion. Like the range that she, that the actress had to go to with all those different personalities, I thought she nailed it uh, quite well. Like I I have a, one of my best friends has uh, two rats as pets. And they're named Flit and Hammy after Flit and Hammerhead, and it's just she's she's pretty general audience compared to me. But like, that's just that's the impact the show had. Apparently, <laughs> they're just that mm-hmm. good. Yeah. What it, so to be I'm fair, excited to see more. Diane Guerrero, who plays Crazy Jane, is a really good actress. And oh, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched Orange Is the New Black at all, but her character was definitely more of a joke on that show. But she had her oh. moments there, too. And then you put her on, like, even, even I, with everything I've said about Doom Patrol, recognizes she turned in amazing work for, for that show. Yeah. yeah. I think everybody turned in fantastic work. and But I can see why you wouldn't be into it. But everybody was great on that show. Yeah. <laughs> just... I'll get back to Orphan Black someday, but, like... I don't remember anything from the season and a half I did watch, so that's. Well, be I will a tell you, her best work comes in the last season or two. Ah, uh, okay. Curious. All right. Uh, I don't know who watches Lucifer here, but <laughs> the showrunners and Tom Ellis are now on board. TV line says so. Uh, we're just waiting on the official word from Netflix for season six. I don't think I got very far through season two, but that's that's me. I have a group of like all my gay friends are like into it and i'm like you you guys are way better at binging than i am so i don't know it's it's popular (laughs) yeah it's 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 it was like the number one binge show last year but you know as we've said on the show like we once it got to netflix shit got good yeah no i heard i i am a listener so this is yeah i i'll i just i know i I always feel bad that i have to like (laughs) catch up three seasons before it gets good (laughs) I'm like, when am I gonna do yeah. that? When do I? Have yeah, that's time? that's the problem with it. I haven't watched it either, and I've heard you say on the show, it sucks, it sucks, it sucks. It's Netflix. It's good. It's good. It's good. And I'm like, my brain won't let me skip all the crappy seasons, and I'm not exactly. gonna put myself through them. So I I well, I liked him in Crisis. Right. Here's the oh, thing. Yeah. Here's the thing about it sucking for three seasons. If you are okay watching episodic procedural television with extremely charismatic uh stars you'll be good 
Like, we have never seen an episode where we didn't laugh out loud. Yeah, I guess that's like, what I mean by, like, they're better at binging than me, because I'm, I'm, I can barely, like, like, I, I live for the, the high-quality miniseries that just aren't too long, mm-hmm. are condensed, or don't have a lot of filler, just keep rolling, and, and I'll, I'll get through them, and, and if they're week-to-week on DC Universe, I can, I can manage more easily, but just weekly regular shows with longer seasons i i just i don't have the time anymore yeah it's a dull you know, life it's man a, it, it's killing me says the 23 year old it's a <laughs> it's a it really is it's a perfect show for the first three seasons to throw on in the background while you're doing some you know uh meaningless task that you have to get through yeah uh but if it, it but it took it took a minute to get there it really did and i'm not necessarily saying you need to absolutely go out and watch this thing just for the netflix shows uh it is in my opinion the exact opposite of arrested development it got to netflix that it got good um <laughs> shots fired oh god we my, my wife and i just just managed like we just put it to, you know got ourselves together and over the course of a couple nights watched the last half of that final season of arrested and it was we were just like staring at each other, like going, "How did this go awry? Like, what did they do? How did they not know how to write these characters suddenly?" <laughs> Which I guess it wasn't it, suddenly. Is it even the same writers' room? Like that—that that sounds like they just Ugh. got people to imitate the same show or something. But yeah, it's so bad. It's weird. Anyway, um, I and I'm a little worried that. Because I think what really worked for Lucifer and on Netflix is because they had a limited episode count to tell their story, and they didn't have room for all the bullshit filler. And yeah. if they keep adding seasons, they're going to be like, oh, well, now we have time for filler. Uh, and I'm a little worried about that. Unfortunately, I've seen more Gotham than I have Lucifer, as in I've only seen one episode of Lucifer, I think. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I can just go through the same kind of... that. What you described just felt me like watching a lot of Gotham. Mm-hmm. And I just can't go through that again with another DC property after that. And Powerless, it's just uh, I can't do it. <laughs> well, Powerless is a tale of tragedy and woe. Yeah, because they aired. <laughs> I'll 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 yep. watch that someday, but I haven't gotten around to it. So, uh. if they could just make a show about Ron Funch's character from Powerless, I'd be all right. Let's just follow him. <laughs> There was a uh, right, powerless we- shout out in the uh, finale of Arrow. Yeah, I know that was great. The billboard. Absolutely. All right, so uh, looks like we have a uh, looks like we have a question from one of our listeners, uh, Travis Hines. <laughs> you take questions <laughs> oh, no. from that crazy guy. <laughs> yeah, can, can Travis we cut that? says. <laughs> this, was really before, this, is what, this was before I knew I was coming out. <laughs> I think it's a good question, though. Yeah. If you could erase two DCCW characters from existence, who would they be and why? God, this one is... Well, Gary is number one on Legends. Who? Gary. Who the oh, hell is Gary, Gary? yeah. Because he sucks. Who the hell is Gary is... That's all... Right. Just... You yeah. don't even need to know. I might I might never have gotten around to him. I, I just don't know. Or don't remember either. Or he well, Gary he, started off he, as he, a background side character who was fine for like two episodes, and then they thought, "Oh, he was funny in this scene. Let's just make him a regular." Oh and God, that sucks. sounds like a bad plan. Let's have a demonic unicorn bite off his God, nipple and bring that. it to hell. What? 
Where and the have his nipple becomes demonic and is sliding around, inching along on the ground like an inch. It's stupid, man. Why it's so funny this? though. I don't what? know. I hate it and love it at the same time. <laughs> they, they brought they brought that joke back around to at the almost end of that season, and oh god, yep. I just Gary is one for me too, Brent, and I'm like conflicted between Mona and Damian Dark on Arrow. <laughs> no, I can't. Oh my no, god, Mona all the way. If those are your choices, Mona all the way. Uh, I, Damian Dark was different. It was a magical base person. It was making Oliver's big bad fight somebody with actual powers. Whether or not it worked mm-hmm. is questionable, but I like that they were trying it. I like that it wasn't just a repeat of have him fight somebody with a sword at the end of the season. To be fair, fair like enough. seasons two and three were, and season one basically was, even though his sword was his bow. They were at least trying. Mona just sucks. just again she's like Gary a side character with one or two funny scenes and then they decided that meant she should just be a regular she hasn't been around the last few episodes they made it sound like she left the show thank god (laughs) I'm glad you're all picking like more recent characters that I know nothing about so like I I know like I I don't get a lot of motivation from this to actually catch up but you know it's it's comforting in a way all the other characters are good characters all the other yeah, rest know, of the team—they're all good characters. It's just these two. Yeah, I, I think Mona is on that on that list for me. But, uh, geez, I really hated Laurel. Really? Uh, I which, mean, which Laurel? I, one I Laurel. considered that, but at the same time, I was like, "How can I like erase Laurel? Like that would have been a gaping hole in like where where's Black Canary? Like why don't we have anyone named Laurel in this show about Green Arrow? Like that that would feel yeah weird, but at the same time I I like that was one of the things I was like eh, maybe maybe that's that's an option yeah there's Ex- just not a lot erasing, of people I really hate on any of the er- stuff I watch so yeah erasing the character from existence does leave a pretty big hole in Arrow and I think. Earth 2 Canary, or Siren, whatever you want to call her, it was leaps and bounds better than Earth 1 Laurel, so... That's not a high bar, but I, sure. I think she got there. I don't think she started there. I think she was really interesting as a villain. Yeah. And it's clear that Katie Cassidy loved playing the villain, but I, I, I don't feel the same way about Earth 1 Laurel that you do. Like, she didn't... She wasn't the best or strongest character on the show. I would never argue that, but I liked her character. Could they have done things better? Yes. Did she need one or two more training montages so we could believe she could fight? Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah. But <laughs> well, that was the thing about they they did it like I think it was like season one, they actually have Laurel like beat somebody's oh, ass. In the pilot, like, you mean? Oh, in the pilot yeah, episode, like, what did yes, you... they do. And she's like, Oh yeah, I have I've had this training, and then all of a sudden they just like retcon that where she can't fight, she can't do anything. <laughs> she takes half of a Tylenol and she's a drug addict. <laughs> and because they can't show anything for real, like I don't, I don't know. Like they is, I'm not necessarily blaming Katie Cassidy. I don't, you know, early episodes of DC on screen, we didn't know who to blame, writers or Katie Cassidy. Um, at now this we point, know. I don't know if she's. Well, I don't know if she's grown no. as an actress because that's certainly possible. She seems sure. a lot better, and we did point out that suddenly she was a lot better of an actress on the Flash when she crossed over over there, which makes you think it's writing and directing. Yeah. yeah, but but the other writing. thing was, you know, and as far as her being a great villain or a great, you know, uh, foil, up to that point, she'd pretty much played like Mean Girls. She was terrible. 
Uh, so, she's, Dave, I'm in agreement with you. She's, the way she was written. She started in yeah. the era of we're trying to make Christopher Nolan's Batman on television, though. Mm-hmm. And when, oh, when Black Siren came around, she came in the era of we're a comic book show and we're going to act like it. Mm-hmm. That's I would agree too. with you, but Sarah came in season two and was everything I wanted Laurel to be. In terms but you know, of a badass. <laughs> you know what's crazy though? When I, I just recently, like when Arrow ended that night, uh, my my wife went to bed and I like went back and watched like the first like three episodes of Arrow. Katie Cassidy was good. I thought she was good. I was like, what happened? She's she's doing a great job acting here. They had like a solid hold on the character. We they knew exactly who her character was and what she was doing. Nobody cared about, like, no, I shouldn't say nobody cared about her. People weren't upset with her character until season two when Sarah came back. And it's like the writers didn't know how to have Laurel handle Sarah being alive. And that's when the drug problem started. That's when the alcohol problem mm-hmm. started. And that's what people point to when they really bitch about her, her, the earth one version. Well, there was the other thing when season two came back that is not, you know, necessarily nice to mention, but I'm pretty sure she had like a ton of work done and couldn't move her face. I, I mean, I I would agree that she had work done. I mean, if you go back and watch season one, she she looks different. She does. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I don't know. Was there a medical reason? I don't know. Was it elective? Was it both? I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm yeah. not even going to get into that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah no, it's, who knows? It's no use like talking about like the merits of cosmetic surgery, but I, I never really noticed for some reason. I just wasn't that impressed. If you with go the back and, and look at her, like link it. Yeah, no, if I put it side to side, I probably would like get it, but I, I never did. So it was like a, a, a crossfade and I never really noticed. Well, yeah, that was I'm not, sort of. I'm not very the... perceptive on these things. Like the first time I watched, speaking of Nolan, uh, the, the Batman Begins in the Dark Knight. I I watched it in such terrible quality because I believe I got ripped DVDs from like a dad of a friend or something, and I I didn't notice Rachel was a different person. <laughs> I was just like, oh sure, that's Rachel. It's a brunette. It's fine. So um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not a very perceptive fair, person. But... I'm not the standard here. <laughs> I will say I'm glad that Black Siren became a thing because I like Katie Cassidy. I like her on the show. Yeah. And I'm glad that they found yeah. a way to do it. And it fits what that network does with the way they have an actor play an alternate version of themselves. It, it fits the show. Yeah. Yeah. And just so we're clear, I wasn't passing any kind of judgment. I'm just saying there was some weirdness going on. We watched it. We like binged season one right before season two started uh, and we just came in we're like wait who is this <laughs> like we legitimately did not know who who she was for a minute we were like oh shit that's laurel uh okay <laughs> that's that's the other end of the spectrum just not recognizing anyone anymore <laughs> but like yeah you it didn't shave who are you <laughs> um you couldn't have been further from the comic uh, version <laughs> yeah they they really did go they went out of their way to not do Black Canary the same way the comics did it. <laughs> yeah, they basically made her damsel in distress for, I want to say, uh, at least close to two seasons. And that wasn't a good look for no, me. No, it was never. I think that's idea. why I like Sarah so much, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I think yeah. that's part of the reason that she had such a big fandom and helped her like get onto her own show. Was well, she, basically she started people that it, way. 
Sarah started as a damsel, but then she became just a badass. And it was cool because we got to see that transition happen. And because we know her storytelling us took place over years, not months, it was more believable than Earth One Laurel going from damsel to badass. Yeah, yeah. 100% agree there, Brent. Yeah, and I would like to add, like, part of that, of course, is that the gays are very vocal fans. I know from experience, Stan Twitter is a mess, but, like, (laughs) just (laughs) making her buy definitely helps getting a lot of buzz around a character. (laughs) Because people will watch anything just for that. Uh, Because there's just a a sore lack of representation, and you, you... you feel that as soon as there's something out there and people are grasping at it, and it's, it's weird. Well, representation first is one thing. Representation, so, you know. Representation on this network, though, is second to none. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, like, like Compared to others, the rest. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Absolutely. Yep. I'm All very right, Travis, glad for that. Travis also asked if we could eliminate one season of a DCCW show, what would it be and why? I have a cop-out answer. Because I'm not up to date, I, I just, like, I would like to erase season one of Flash f- from my memory, just so I could, like, have my mind blown again. Because I feel like that's where I really got into <laughs> everything. Because it's, it's, oh, God, he's so good as Reverse Flash. It's just, oh. And I, I remember there's, there's like, out there uh, on the interwebs, there's an, there's a fan-cut movie that's no longer downloadable because it's it's just... It's it's a fan-cut of the season one into, like, three movie-length episodes. And it's it, it seemed like a really fun idea because I could show my mom that and be like, you don't have to watch 23 episodes, it's fine, you, you skip the filler. And it's it's just been deleted, so I can't find it anymore, but... I, I want to someday, like, do my own edit of that and just see if I can condense it down a bit so I can force her. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I don't think she'll like it any more than she likes any of the other superhero stuff, though. Well, it's it's a lot... It's very charming. Like, she likes the, the like, lighter stuff. She's fine with Marvel. She's good with Suicide mm-hmm. Squad, you know? So, like, given that, I... I there's a lot of heart in there. There is, definitely. What do you think? Brent? Mm, Travis? Travis, you suck. <laughs> I don't know the answer. <laughs> it's a me. See, these were, these were supposed to be for me to listen to afterwards. You keep asking. Like when I wasn't on and laugh at Brent having to answer this, but I'll jump, I'll, jump, I'll jump in and say Arrow Season 4 yeah, I knew you'd as much that. as I love Arrow. Oh, God. Uh, Which one I was 4? If I could keep the Damien Dark season. Oh yeah, of course. If, you know that makes sense. If if I could keep an episode, it would have been the episode that they brought Constantine into episode the DCCW. Five, mm-hmm. I think mm. that year. I think that was episode five. Yeah, you're right. Season four, episode five. I should not remember that. Uh, Haunted, I think it's called. <laughs> I should not remember that. <laughs> okay, don't be a walking Wikipedia. We get it. We get it. You're a fan. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to say Supergirl season one. And not because I don't like oh, it. Yeah. I like that season a lot. I really enjoyed the show. I loved the show that year. And in fact, yeah. that season has one of my absolute favorite episodes, period, with World's Finest when Flash goes over there. I would want to keep that episode if that was allowed. But 
the reason I say that is that it feels like the forgotten season that yeah. they just for whatever reason they just don't talk about as much you know Cat Grant left the show she's had like next to no presence on the show since then uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Maxwell Lord you know he's on the show he was really cool that season but where's he been nowhere it it's like that season didn't happen it's never referenced it's never brought back and I thought for sure with the 100th episode of Super Bowl they would but even then they really didn't and so huh. it that's I, I would say that season but that would pain me to lose the world's finest because that is just a happy episode for me. And so yeah. I, I would not want to lose I, that episode. Fair enough. I think maybe like something I could miss might be like Legends season two or so. Cause I remember like everyone who loves the new legends is like, well, it got good at three. And then everyone who's like, no, I missed the serious tone is like, well, one is important. Like that, that was what I came in for. So I feel like I sort of... That's the one I never got entirely through, I think. I'm not sure. I still... Like, which season is the Camelot episode? Hmm. Ah. Oh, gosh. I want to say two, this, but I, I could be mistaken. Yeah, I think I think that's it. So I think I'm still, like, midway through episode uh, season two. So I'm like, yeah, that's it's not a great season for me because I, I never finished it. <laughs> Have you seen Bebo yet? Oh, I know about Bebo. <laughs> Everyone knows about Bebo. I'm not sure when he was introduced. It must be after you've watched them. So you season have three, I think. You, the, like, Is it only like season the three? Mid-season I, I just, finale? I might have known about Bebo because I did continue watching Flash for longer and like cameos in other places or something. Because well, I'm, have I'm that not sure. Like, like but at least I know about like giant Bebo, and it just like I have friends who are more up to date, so I. I, I even know about the Gorilla Grodd episode because I was in class with someone and she was like, what What did I just watch? <laughs> like, did I just see emerged a Flash Grodd? What the? Okay. <laughs> so I was like, that sounds bonkers. I'm glad post-crisis is, is enjoyable for you. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, she wasn't. She wasn't that critical. She was just like, were they high? <laughs> And that's that's sometimes yeah. a fair question on these shows. The I find the more people on TV time and Twitter say where the writers hide, the more I'm going to enjoy the show. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel that. Like Doom Patrol is entirely like where yep. they hide. They probably were high. It's fine. That's the show. Or the entirety of Legion. Oh, I've never gotten around <laughs> to that. But that's definitely that's one that I watch and I get high off of watching the show because i've seen like the pilot and i was like oh fuck this is gonna screw me up like hannibal did and i never got that much farther and i need to but it's because it's i know it's good but and i know it's up my alley but oh god it's it's gonna screw with me (laughs) (laughs) all right uh we've got matthew salvatore asks uh does the oh wait you know what i never said my my season Oh, well, I yeah. think Legend Season 2. I hated when Rip Hunter was a bad guy. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Tiresome. I like that guy. And I just, like, I don't want to see him in a limited capacity be a bad guy. Just just, just take him <laughs> away or give him to me. <laughs> full-fledged. Anyway. Uh, Matthew Salvatore says, Does the Green Lantern HBO Max show reduce our chances of getting a Green Lantern movie? No. I hope the fuck not. I I think if it does well, it will for a while, but ultimately no. 
Yeah. But if it like, does badly, it's, yes, we're yeah. not going to get it. If we had ever I, once been told something was kept out of the movies because of television, I might be inclined to agree. But, but it's as, always a, the as other of way today, around. we've never had something that they we know where an actor or where a producer or someone has said, hey, we were going to do this, but they were doing it on TV, so we couldn't do it. So mm-hmm. I, I, honestly, I don't. And the way the way DC, I feel like DC has been loosening up on some of that stuff the last couple of years. So no, I, I don't. Yeah. I just think it's a function of HBO Max needs content. The movie will happen when the movie is ready. Now, I'm. May, they may be different Green Lanterns. They may mm-hmm. be that. So if you had said, does the show reduce the chance of us seeing Hal Jordan on television? Yeah, because I think Hal Jordan's going to be in the movie. But I don't Fair. I don't think Green Lantern as a concept theatrically is hurt because we're getting a TV show of it. I only think it does if it does poorly. Because then they'll have two points of of data you know they'll be looking at ryan reynolds movie and they'll be looking at this show and going green lantern doesn't sell it doesn't relate to people let's not do it that would suck in every way and i feel like at the i i I just hope that the show is actually gonna because it's hbo max and there should be a budget behind it i feel like it, it better damn look like we're like we're still getting a movie like it it has to look better than ryan reynolds you know it's it's like i want that that quality or otherwise i'm just going to be sort of frustrated because the powers require it a lot so it's that's like the difficulty so when i get it i'm i'm gonna know if i'm sad or not if this impacts the movies but i i doubt it i doubt that's gonna change the plans going forward a lot you know as far as they must have planned for it as far as the cgi complaints in in green lantern i feel like that was a bit of a bandwagon bitch because oh, I thought no, it was fine. Yeah, no, it's it's fine for its time. I'm just like, with the budget I expect from an HBO Max series, mm-hmm. uh, I I expect it to be better in 2020. That's just like right now we're we should be able to do better. So I don't expect like CW budget level of CGI in an HBO Max Green Lantern show, and I I hope I'm right in that, but. You know, that's that's just sort of like that would frustrate me slightly. Yeah. If if we're going like, oh, let's not use our powers for the half of the episode just because of, oh, that's kind of expensive, isn't it? There's a lot of flying involved and stuff, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any any other answers to this? I'm still holding out hope for Diggle to be in the HBO Green Lantern oh, show. That so, would be lovely. Uh, I'm not even oh, concentrating yeah. on the movies right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's it would be such a great way to connect these things and to feel like we've been building up to that instead of just teasing something that never came to fruition. So yeah, yeah. That, I I'd love for that. And I they've been teasing like okay, there's there's something going on. They're in sort of talks, I guess, but like nothing concrete. It's just like yeah, there's a future for Diggle, and I'm like, God damn it, just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh Stu little says don't know how you felt about batman ninja still haven't seen it that's how i felt um, same i came halfway through it and that's as far as i got and i never finished well i it's been made perfectly clear well actually it hasn't i looked into it and it turned out that there were two different versions vastly oh. different versions one that was japanese uh-huh. that has a completely different script and one that's american oh 
I need and, to see um, me the Japanese version now. I am very curious. Yeah, and I don't know, like, now my brain just doesn't want to work, because I want to watch both, but I don't know yeah. Japanese. And I know, like like I said, probably my sister-in-law lives in Japan, and she she's fluent in Japanese, so she will, like, show oh, us anime movies. she can live movies. translate. That's terrible. Don't make her do that. <laughs> oh, I won't, but, like, she has had us watch, we've sat down and watched animes with her, and she'll, like, have the dubs on not the dubs the um the, the subtitles the subs on. and be like that's wrong and she'll, <laughs> yeah she'll pause it and be like that's not actually what they said they said this and this and this and it's just like oh, basically i would have to like sit down and and watch it with her so she could like pause it and be like that's bullshit that's amazing and that's 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 a luxury because yeah. i'm like that with well we we i i live in the netherlands there this is a country that's full of subs we're not a dubbing country like france or or germany it's it's all all american tv shows are just subtitled so every mm-hmm. t- but but like there's a character limit so sometimes subtitlers have to like m- make compromises and i hate it i i cannot stand it because it's always like well they condensed two sentences but now it doesn't quite make sense anymore and it's not what they said and it's very frustrating yeah. if you know both languages and that's it's, it's a challenge. It's a fun because I'm interested in the translation master after I, I graduate. But like, it's 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 a challenge. But it's it's no one is going to be happy with your work ever. And sometimes there's just glaring errors where clearly the mm-hmm. subtitler like misheard a word, and you're like, that's not what they said in English. That's absolutely not. The... I was watching Mars Attacks <laughs> with a with a friend like recently, and there was like something like. They heard subordinates, but it was coordinates, and you're like, that makes no sense within the context of the movie. Anyways, I'm 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 getting really off track, but that's par for the course for the Especially show. Especially because so they I'm, make I those. I feel things... like I'm at home. Don't they do those from the scripts? They don't just sit there, listen, and dictate what they write. They have the they scripts. They should. They should. But I have um, recently, like like I have at one time or another, uh, tried to apply for like the Netflix. Uh, subtitler program where it's just like they hire amateurs and which is a really sucky thing to do but like given the the marketplace for like actual professionals in this field but i i didn't get through or anything i but it was fun to like try and see the program and figure it out but you get like the lines from the the english subtitles basically the the for the deaf hearing i guess to be fair there are obviously changes that happen when they shoot And what's edited versus the script. But still, you would think the script would be a guide. I don't know. Um, it, yeah. You know, but like, the subordinates coordinates thing is just weird. That's just weird. <laughs> that can't have been in the script. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, Stu asks, if another DC property got the Japanese uh, creator anime treatment like that, which would you like to see? He would like Green Lantern Core. I can see that. It would be interesting, like what they would do with that in that style. I feel like that's a good choice. I'm thinking on something else if I can think of it. Um, what what I generally like, I really love seeing uh, foreign, or to me foreign, uh, adaptations of comic books. And like I always thought it was interesting to see, you know, Japanese Spider-Man. Oh yeah, um, that's funny. So what I what I would like to see is, uh, you know, a foreign. Any foreign version of Superman. I want to see, instead of Kansas, you know, 
give them wherever and then have them go to a big city in a foreign country and have yeah. that story retold through Cold their War eyes. Red Sun, just uh, something else. Whoops. Right. I think I made a sound on the recording. I'll see if I can cut that out. <laughs> it's okay. But no, it's, it's it's that's I forgot what I was saying. Fuck. Never mind. I shouldn't have drank <laughs> that beer. Anyway. <sighs> All right, who else? I'd go with Green Lantern Corps, to be honest with you. I think that, especially if they're going in the same style as Batman Ninja, which I watched, it was okay. I laugh mm-hmm. at the people that complain about DC Animated Universe right now, and they're like, we want different change, and then Batman Ninja comes out, and nobody cares. Like, people, all I see, people trash it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you just can't please you people, because I'm loving the current DC animated continuity. Oh, definitely. And it's going to pay off big time with the final movie in the continuity to wrap up the story coming up soon. I would just Wait, sleep dark. That's the oh, final yeah, yeah, one. Apocalypse War. Is that's it the final like, one. Is it final? Huh. Oh, that's yeah, final. Oh, oh I am man. So that's that's crazy. Because I've been with They're this like, for no a sequel. while. Oh my god. They were like, "There's no sequel. There's no." We, we I made figured this it was so like a did, culmination of everything, but I was just like, I I was expecting it to just move on after Apocalypse War. It's that's crazy. I'm looking forward no. to this, but still, <laughs> it's, it's the end of the end of an era. They put oh. in a sneak peek today. They, the YouTube had the sneak peek today, which was ten minutes long, and in those Oof. ten minutes, they said that it was the last one, the culmination. It was the ending of wow. this. Oh, okay. Universe. So it's like a sneak peek with, with producers and stuff. Yeah, they show some some things in there, like some no, clips, okay, like, but not like, like a whole lot of stuff. Like ten minutes sounds like that's more spoilery than I want, but like it sounds safe to watch. Okay, it was safe to watch. I thought. Okay, I, I didn't get spoiled. Really, actually, no, you will get a little spoiled, but well, hey, you know, at your own risk. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll remember that. <laughs> I keep yeah, buying green. them, but I haven't watched any Beyond War. Really? Yeah. We keep Have saying we keep we're gonna. We keep we yeah well absolutely because we keep saying we're gonna do them for the show but then you know. I remember actually rewatching Justice League War, just so I mm-hmm. could review it with you, and that never happened. That's right. <laughs> God damn it! That's been like yep. a year. <laughs> because it was some sort of miscommunication with uh, with with Jason, and yeah. we turned out it was something else we ha- we were doing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, I don't remember exactly that what happened. That still has to happen. I like this continuity a lot. I don't. I don't follow it. I I'm not a huge fan of the animated movies. I like some of them. Um, I watched the Death mm. and Return of Superman, and I mean Superboy hashtag leg belt. I love that, but mm-hmm. I'm not. They're good, but like, not the best of the I don't, bunch. I don't, I don't like watch every one and anticipate every single one. It's like, ah, this one sounds cool. I'm going to check it out. I don't know if it took place before the last one or the after the last one that I checked out. Regarding Stu's yeah, question, it's, it's it's confusion. Just it's confusing just because you're like some of are interesting, but then they're not continuity, and you have to sort of follow that. Uh, that's but easy because the think continuity the looks continuity the same. Is worth it. The continuity ones all look the same. It's like the same character design. So, like, that's not that true. hard to figure out. But like, Yeah, no, true. I think Stu's idea of the Green Lantern Corps, that's probably what it would take to get me to watch it. I'm not an anime fan. So, honestly, I, I saw the trailer for Batman Ninja, but I never even bothered with it, and I don't have any mm-hmm. plans. I've, I've listened to a review of it, but only because it was a show I listened to every episode of anyway. You're not missing out on a whole lot, Prince. 
<laughs> so that seems to be the consensus, the but I wouldn't even know. Like, is this a good anime inspired thing? Like, I couldn't tell you because I don't watch no. anime, so I couldn't even tell you is this a good or it representation of like a anime like from an American concept, or is it just pure stereotypes? Like, I I wouldn't even know. Yeah, but also I I know people who are into anime, and I'm also. I'm, I'm like, I, I would get into it, but I don't know where to start. There's so many. That's just opening mm-hmm. up a whole new Pandora's box, and I've got, like, three open already. So that's just not going to happen. But to answer the question, actually, I, I think, like, with all the speed lines and the anime style, I think Flash could be really interesting. But you, I think mm-hmm. also, like, given the scale of Batman Ninja, I feel like there has to be a grander story or something, like, involving him. I think Flashpoint would be crazy in that style. Like, I wouldn't be able to follow it, but it would be, um, it's like, impressive in a way. I'm just throwing out ideas now, but, yeah. All right. I think this is a good time to go to break. Oh, yeah. Except the break has already happened, and we're at the end of the episode, aren't we? Like, how does this work? (laughs) (laughs) Editing magic! Okay, that's a good point. This is DC on screen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I... I, You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, we're going to close out the episode. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Um, (laughs) Brent, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Brentech Prime. And then I uh, co-host Fans Without Borders and Marvel Squadcast. So check out both of those shows. Effie? Uh, I am at Remote Stealing on Twitter. I'm also at Ineffy with an extra E, Shinsi, so inefficiency. Uh, uh, the first one is the show, of course, Stealing the Remote. Uh, there's not a lot going on on that feed, but that's just because of scheduling with my mom being gone to her boyfriend on weekends and me only being home with my mom on weekends. It's a difficulty. I'm looking for mm. solutions. <laughs> You'd say, like, if you're studying English, you could, it'd be easier to find people who are willing to speak English with you with a mic in front of them, but no. Um, <laughs> but that's me. <laughs> All right, and Travis? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Travis underscore 156, and I do a little solo podcast, Superhero Discussions, whenever I get a hankering to rant about something. I also join Greg and Nathan on a Super Civil Servants podcast. I want to make sure I get that right. That's and a hard one. T- <laughs> tomorrow, uh, the episode I'm on with Chris Balga of his World's Finest True Believers drops. Nice. So I want to plug that just to give Chris a little shout out and also a thumbs up for Dave for his episode, The Superman for Tomorrow. I thought that was such a great episode and I read the book oh, right after listening to that. So that's usually the case when I listen to Chris's podcast and i haven't read the book i immediately go to the book right after so yeah i'm, I'm doing injustice year one so it was such a great time i had oh, to plug that's it wonderful yeah Good, i look it's forward fantastic. to fantastic i enjoyed injustice a great deal and i haven't even finished the series so good yeah definitely yeah i keep meaning to get to it mm, highly recommend ah, highly recommend. one day like all the things in my life i'm trying <laughs> <laughs> I all tried. right dc <laughs> dconscreen.com uh, for every episode uh, for free 
and uh, patreon.com slash DC on screen if you want to become a patron and you want to hear a little more from uh, from me and these guys and um, hopefully Jason will be okay with it, or his family will be okay and he can come back next week but um, thanks for listening until See next later, time <laughs> yeah until next Bye. time keep some DC on your screen shake that ass our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.